0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Reducing violence in the short term, said Holder, required getting guns out of the hands of those most likely to use them to commit crimes, primarily young black men. But the means for disarming these potential offenders were limited. D.C. already had some of the nation's toughest gun laws and national legislation remained politically impossible. What was left? holder's answer was straightforward stop cars search cars seize guns he called it operation ceasefire in embracing investigatory stops holder was part of a movement in a much discussed op-ed in the new york times in march 1994 the prominent criminologist james q wilson had argued that police should conduct more pretext stops of pedestrians and frisk them in order to detect illegal guns the practice would have costs wilson mis- admitted admitted innocent people will be stopped young black and hispanic men will probably be stopped more often than older white anglo males or women of any race but if we are serious about reducing drive-by shootings fatal gang wars and lethal quarrels and quarrels in public places we must get illegal guns off the street that same year the new york police department adopted a strategy similar to the one wilson had proposed in getting guns off the streets of new york the nypd detailed its aggressive strategy of stopping Questioning and frisking more stu- more citizens, especially young men of color. Of color. Holder wanted to do uh, to drivers what Wilson and the NYPD sought to do to pedestrians. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Here in. and we're live on a Sunday with a very special guest today. We got my man JL Covan. What's going on, man?
2: Hello. Way to end the decade with you know getting rid of one of your most problematic uh, people. Well...
1: That's what we do, okay? One Somebody
2: said I look like I'm going to read the news because I have this mic from, uh, from, <laughs> from the Trump podcast. So it sounds good, but, yes, it does look like I'm reporting live from uh, a New Jersey apartment where something horrible is happening. Live
1: on the scene. <laughs> Let's go to jail, Coven, out in the field uh, to tell us what's My going on. My career has been murdered over the last <laughs> decade.
2: It finally expired with this move to New Jersey. So R.I.P. J.L.'s comedy, born June 2003. Ending <laughs> December 2019.
1: We were just supposed to get weather on the ones, but okay. Thanks, thanks, JL. Uh, that'd be like a good. Uh a good bit on on a show is you just keep cutting to the guy he's not talking about whatever the fuck you sent him to do no. <laughs> like, like what's going on with that hurricane my girlfriend left me guys and <laughs> that is probably how i would be a weatherman <laughs> to be honest that is exactly what i'd be doing oh uh, well the uh the the excerpt that i read to start the show oh wait first of all jl coven you guys should know from his podcast making Podcast great again yes. uh he's stand up um you know he's even though he says he's ending his career. Your career as, is never and, dead uh, to us. I feel like he still kind of gets out there every once in a while. I see things where he's like, I'm going to be out in DC. I'm going to be doing things. So I feel like he's still kind of working. And then also, um, he, uh, I, the rumored return of the Righteous Frick podcast, I think I saw that on Twitter too, man. I is, saw
3: that too. Is, is, is that true? Is
1: that something I can get excited uh, about for 2020? That, that is true. Yeah. My uh, okay, call is. <laughs>
2: For the 400 of us. Uh, January 7th to bring it back, you know, same thing weekly on Tuesdays. Um but I uh I just felt like there's some things comedically I want to say and then obviously with the Trump uh election, um I just feel like 2020 is a good year even if it's a, if it, it's either a one year like a one off or maybe my career will turn around, who knows. But I figured um I can't just have a platform where I'm making funny jokes as mm. trump mm. um and i know some people will be like oh great more politics talk but obviously my podcast will complain about a lot of things right. uh, not just trump <laughs> but uh yep yeah, it's coming back so after uh you know a year and some months off it's, it's coming back. Well, I'm glad. I, me too. I, I still
3: I, got it in my queue. I refresh it every now and then. I was like, mm-hmm. just in case he tricks me. Yeah, I definitely, uh, still got it
1: and, uh, was kind of well, hoping. Well,
2: it'll, it'll probably be, it'll probably be a new link. So obviously when I share that, I'll tag you. So, you know, since obviously your, your fan base comprises like 60% of all things I do. <laughs> so.
1: I well, to, I'm, to I'm just that. glad I'm just glad uh because, you know, I think you're terrible at quitting things, so Me too. I was I was this one was getting kinda dicey. I was like, damn, he really might quit this shit. <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> is he really gonna stop? I'm like this is
1: taking a while, uh, you know, but I, I'm glad I hope was rewarded. Uh it's a good reason to uh to, to make it to twenty twenty and uh I can't wait because I, I know there's stuff that you can't really do as Trump.
3: Right. You know, yeah. where
1: where I know there's like jokes or or things you would comment on or whatever that uh you know it would it would betray the portrayal of trump to to be like yeah uh trump also just feels exactly like me on this list of topics you know what i mean right. <laughs> so um, and uh all right so yeah you- check that out guys follow him on twitter jl covan um the the uh excerpt that i read was from locking up our own by abe Froman. by abe Froman. uh <laughs> not not tony Furman jr or whatever i was gonna say today <laughs> no no i'm kidding abe proman is wrong also Oh, okay James
2: jay Foreman
1: jr, jr. Yeah, there you go like i, I always fuck the name up i was just trusting i was just trusting uh jl on that one um but yeah uh what i thought was interesting about that uh that segment is that it talks about how instrumental eric holder was Mm -hmm. and um like they called it operation ceasefire but it was basically their version of stop and frisk but in cars in dc right and how many people got hemmed up with like either bullshit charges or you know serious charges and put in jail and all that stuff um and when you juxtapose that with how we feel about eric holder ag the guy who like said, "We're investigating police departments, we're putting the system on trial, you know, got the Ferguson police report um that was that justice report was off of him um and and it's like the blueprint for like, oh, this is exactly how police departments fun uh funnel money." out of black neighborhoods into the system into uh the economy of local states and municipalities like stuff like that you know and we think of eric people want eric holder to run for president i remember people were like yo he this is what this is who we really wanted as opposed to barack obama we want a guy who's not afraid to say it like it is and blah 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 and then you look at this time period of time where eric holder uh as 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 essentially this prosecutor was like um yeah we we locking these motherfuckers up and it makes me wonder if one uh because so few people even bring this up on social media and stuff it makes me think one if he was a if you know with kamala harris it was like the number one selling thing about her about yeah. you can't support her she was a prosecutor and she locked black people up and they exaggerated but in this case we actually have tangible proof that this is exactly what he meant and was set out to do but then the second part of it is i wonder if um people would have waited for him to like try to run for office and then bring these things up or what because it seemed like he gets a pass on this
3: i think they would have um but i don't think that they would have won as hard because he's not a woman i really think the biggest thing about any woman that runs for president in this country because we're so fucking misogynistic and you have so many men out there that would never vote for a woman period they don't give a fuck how intelligent how smart how qualified she is for the job and you have some women same thing because of misogyny they think that we're stupid and dumb and we can't run shit that um anything that a woman does will be just scrutinized and torn to pieces and straight even shit that's irrelevant her kids and all types of people that's not even run for office her family they'll dig for shit you'll be like what does that got to do with this Mm. so i do think yes they will bring it up but you will have so many people that would either ignore it act like it wasn't as big of a deal as it was or just be like well he's just doing his job right I can see As somebody
2: that. who's been deep undercover in the misogynist community, I can <laughs> with
0: that.
2: Um, I can...
1: <laughs> We're glad
3: you're coming out of the closet. I, I, Oper-
1: <laughs> Operation MRA is finally coming to an end.
3: Yeah, here on the yeah very
2: deep undercover. Um, <laughs> somewhere between Jeff Goldblum and, and uh, Larry Fishburne. Uh, residing <laughs> in the misogynist community. No, I, I totally agree um, that it – yeah they would have brought it up but it just wouldn't have been like this brand that mm. they would have attached to him maybe also i think part of that is since he kind of fought with obama mm. that that he has some of that credibility where it's like well we don't want to pile on what the republicans would be doing whereas kamala harris provided this fresh uh, you know mm. thing that you can just attack with this ideological purity yeah whereas if you attack holder it's like yeah but you know he was in the trenches with obama fighting these bullshit republicans so
1: don't yeah. go that hard it's interesting because i think biden gets by on uh, his association with obama and i think eric holder could similarly get by on his association with obama to a to an even bigger degree because yeah he was obama's like uh you guys remember that ken pills get the anger translator like he was kind of Obama's real life anger translator. Obama mm-hmm. says something that's kind of like you know milk toast in the middle. He, you know he he don't piss the white people off too bad, and then Eric Holder comes out later and is like, "Listen, motherfuckers," um, and that and that kind of was a thing. When that, they
2: go low, kick them
1: right. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Push them off the cliff. Eric, Eric Holder's out there like, "Man, fuck them white people." But uh it was but it's interesting though because I do I do agree with you, Ken. I think he would have benefited from the fact that he's a dude. um and then even still like Biden is instrumental in the crime bill Bernie voted for it's just it does not stick to dudes um mm. like that anyway and they still get a, a you know a more significant portion of the black vote than some of the other candidates are getting
3: yeah because I'm just looking and most of them it might be less than half of a percent one or two percent difference on the shit that they're all talking about right. like most of the most of the people on the democratic party all talking about the same shit mm-hmm. it might be variation in numbers it might be variation in ideas or somebody might have a far thought out thought out there somewhere but it's all the same mm-hmm. so everybody's arguing this point half a percentage which at the end of the day doesn't really matter when it comes to voting to me mm-hmm. once we kinda narrow out the field. But I think that men just in general are allowed to fuck up, make errors, have mistakes. Not that they're not pointed out and not that they're not held accountable. A lot are a lot of them are not. Mm-hmm. But it's just for the fact that women are just hold are held to a higher standard of accountability, a higher moral standard, you know, even when it comes to um uh, let's say cheating in relationships. M- men cheat and women cheat. Men are allowed to go about their lives. They could be terrible baby daddies and all fuck up they shit and could do, all types of shit.
1: They could do whole Netflix documentaries about it.
3: Whole ass Netflix documentary. But yeah, a woman, you know, turn her head for three seconds and turn around and her child walk out the door or something like that. She she scrutinized to the end of the earth.
2: Right. But who gave
1: Kevin Hart's wife mm-hmm. that IMDB credit?
3: right that was him
1: that, i mean it would so if it wouldn't I mean, have been for his cheating she would have never got to get her debut so i like mean she's probably one credit away from like sag membership now so yeah, oh, yeah she probably is. and maybe that's a probably, thank you is in order maybe there'll be a new series where she thanks kevin hart that's season two maybe even hmm. both of his wives i mean tori hart too she owes hey. him a lot of material in that stand up yeah you might as well get
3: some money out of the you deal know? Uh,
1: what i thought was funny too uh not funny but what you pointed out what you said hold men accountable um it's funny because i think accountability doesn't really exist anymore not that people aren't accountable that's not what i mean but the term accountability for a lot of people means literally destroy this motherfucker right like 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 accountability like like say you're a child you fucked up right okay you got bad grades on your port card or something you know you lied whatever your parents holding you accountable is not like i'm kicking you out of the fucking house right you don't like like, no there will need no food for you there will be no shelter no clothing but that's kind of how people seem to think accountability, accountability is yes, not nice. you're like, not
3: allowed to come back, yeah. you're not allowed to rehabilitate yeah, you you're not allowed even to even be if you forgiven
1: apo- even if you apologize, even if you take actions within the direct like directly the opposite of what you used right. to do that, that shit does not count for anything anymore, it's like get the fuck out of here we don't want to see your face that is the new level, we don't of, want you to make a living yeah like people got mad about um, Mike Vick, uh, well black people got mad about Mike Vick um and the and the the petitions against him and stuff. But how many of us hold people like that, like we're like that with other people? Yeah. Where they could apologize, they could do the crime, do the time, and we're like, we ain't coming off of this shit, bro. You like, I don't give a fuck what consequences you paid. There is no coming back for you, right? And I think that's kind of the that that um idea or whatever is emboldened now by just the way our society is with social media. You can just fucking click block. Delete whatever, and a person doesn't have to exist to you anymore. And people want life to be like that, but it only. But in politics, only for women. Like, like a man would never. It doesn't get to that point for a man. Only the last man I can remember having to like go away in politics was uh, John Edwards. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't. Other than that, I can't really think of one. one. That's a last dude,
2: and he had to cheat on like a dying wife.
1: (laughs) Yeah, who who funded his career like Mm
0: that?
2: Yeah,
1: like (laughs) he. He canceled himself. Okay. But uh, yes, he did. Oh, uh, but yeah. So uh, that's all. That's the excerpt for today, man. Uh, let's talk about. Can I give some Eric
2: Holder trivia? Yeah. Let sure. You know I mean? I Eric Holder's wife delivered both of my nephews.
1: Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you get to meet her? Or anything no. Like that? Although oh. she
2: was at a book uh, when my my sister in law released her book on Michelle Obama's family history, uh, she was at the like book release party.
1: Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. Small world yeah so she's listening to this you know hey i forgave eric holder okay i'm a big fan <laughs> i love my mom wanted
2: eric holder to run for president that was her choice
1: yeah everybody did man well all the woke people did. all the all the angry people did i'll put it that way all i'm not sure my mom is woke yeah but she all, is angry all the ang- <laughs> all the angry democrat people was like just run eric holder then man fuck it like we were we were on some some we were on some next shit. like i don't even know if eric holder can
3: uh could have won because he's no. the, he's the type of black that they are scared of Mm-mm. and he looked too dark obama was light like they go we can take a light skin. well they we was, can't take
1: them too dark they were scared of obama and obama wasn't really pushing the envelope no. but they would have been scared of eric holder and uh-huh. he would have been saying a few things that probably would have pissed them off but i but things i wanted to hear so um all right let's as a matter of fact someone had wrote in yesterday for our feedback show and said um Man, I love when you have JL Covan on because y'all talk politics and stuff like that. And, um, I haven't really talked, uh, politics or anything about the Democratic primaries because I'm staying out of it. I, I literally will vote for any of these motherfuckers happily.
3: Anybody. And
1: for the record, I'll vote for any of them happily except Tosi Gabbard, who I would still vote for over Trump. Unhappily. But Unhappily. Yeah. Yes. would but, but absolutely pulled a motherfucking lever. So um yeah man what are you thinking about these uh primaries debates all this stuff now that we're getting uh into 2020 uh, in this endless cycle of, uh, of running yeah. for president. It's, al-
2: it's already too much. I feel like it's, it's exhausting. And I'm not one of those people, cause I feel like there's a lot of people who go, I just want a break from politics. And I'm like, what do you mean? You watch Netflix all day. You're on your <laughs> phone all day. We have a reality show president. What do you mean you need a break from politics? <laughs> right. Our country has taken a break in some ways. <laughs> yes, it has. We need to get back and engaged in a real way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Obviously, I was a jay Inslee fan um I'm looking for somebody substantive. I think I'd be as much as it would hurt me if Bernie, for instance, got the nomination in terms of his fans yeah i'm I'm writing a check for two hundred fifty dollars the minute the nominee is announced I get a t-shirt i get i get the I give him a donation and it's that's who I'm voting for. There's no question, even like an Andrew yang mm-hmm. who I look at and say this is a guy with He at least has real grassroots support. Like, Mm -hmm. it's real, the people who support him, although Mm -hmm. they're sort of like... Sometimes they feel kind of Tulsi-Bernie adjacent, where they think they're like rebels and outsiders. And I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. that's cool. But the lesson of Trump was not just don't elect a moral monster. You also need somebody with experience. Right. Um, And I feel like those people think, like, you know, all you need is, like, a cooler, nicer guy who's a little smarter than Trump and, like, Mm -hmm. will be good. Mm -hmm. Not that he's not saying some valuable things. But I'm... I'd be good with, with anybody, um, at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, to varying degrees of enthusiasm, like you said, like Elizabeth Warren would be fine. Yeah. I am nervous and, and all joking aside about misogyny. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren does make me nervous, not because of what she says. Probably of anybody in the, in the pool, I agree with her the most. I think big tech needs to be broken up. I yeah. think it needs to be taxed and regulated more. I think what she's saying, ninety percent of it, I think I agree with. Right. But I am I am genuinely nervous and I I hate it when people sort of go with the that's just sexy. Well, I voted for a woman who was insanely yeah. qualified and strong and more centrist in twenty sixteen and America rejected her. Right. So when you see I have talked to a lot of dudes and they are they are white yeah. and some of them are finance people. Some of them wish they had finance money. Right. But they are They have a reaction to her Mm -hmm. that is wrong. I think it is misogyny because the same reaction, it's like Bernie, they go, I don't think I'd vote for Bernie. Fuck Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're not hot on either. But like with Warren, it's very aggressive and like Mm -hmm. ingrained, like, fuck her. Yeah, I will not. No, she is. No, no, I cannot vote for her. Maybe I won't vote. That's right. like, well, I've heard that from people. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, that's their way of saying, I won't support Trump, but I will not support Warren. That makes me nervous because that's not me going, I don't know if I can support a woman. That's me going, I genuinely am nervous that they won't support, like that right. she won't beat him. Right. And with Obama, you had an easy test. Cause I used to make jokes about this early in my comedy career where I said, he, I would always joke, I'd say, I refer to myself as, as like Obama light. And, mm. and people would be like, oh yeah, and I'm like, you didn't support, like I would say this to black rooms. I'm like, until he won those white people in Iowa. Right. <laughs> that's not the fact that I was down with Obama. I was right. reading Audacity of Hope. Like, man, this guy's life story is like mine. I like him. You, you were waiting for that. Oh wow. He won that corn corny every, white. Listen, state. every, mm-hmm.
1: every black person had the same fucking reaction when you seen Barack Obama, the name in the hat. Cause it was like, doesn't like it, it sound like, Os- it sound like Osama oh he black oh it's no way he gonna win so all right we gotta go with hillary because we know the clinton brand and that was before people started the internet really came around right and people had turned on uh like uh bill clinton and shit so it's like oh she got the first she related to the first black president then he won over iowa and everybody was like oh you know what um he might be witness. These white folks like him, so I guess it's okay for us to like him. We're going with the black person. Sorry, Hillary, you got the. It, it was your like turn. a fifty percent swing in the black vote. Like yes,
2: overnight, it was just yes. yes. like boom, like it went from like Clinton eighty percent like black people to like thirty five percent. And I, but to be fair, I think there was also I, you know, I heard a little bit. I don't know how statistically significant it was, but there were some people also who kind of once he got in that front runner status, then he became some black people i know became very proud of him as a black candidate but there was right. talk of like is he really representing right like right. is his experience is he really authentic enough to be right. the first black a lot president. of that a lot of black but checking one, but once he was in the front it was like he's, yes he is right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, it, he can. Uh, i mean i
1: remember they caught jesse uh jesse jackson on a hot mic talking mm. about he want to cut his nuts out because obama wouldn't um bow down he was yeah he wasn't going through the old channels of like the, t- the typical black support of the democrats and the reason part of the reason for that was because they didn't support him in the first place then he became the leader and they were like okay now come kiss the ring and he's like fuck y'all i i got here without kissing the ring and i don't know if you notice these black people are gonna vote for me whether jesse jackson's standing next to me or not now i'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing but I just remember that contentious time of, like, is his blackness verified? You know what I mean? Is has yep. a blue check next to it or not? And that, that was uh-huh. a big thing. Um But, yeah. But I was, I, I was gonna say, I'm sorry.
2: But with Warren, the only thing,
1: if there was a state, if there was
2: a state that was 92% men and she won that state in the primary, I think you could then go, oh, okay. But there isn't. There isn't right. that test. Right. So you're going to get to a general with her, and I'm going to be very – Nervous. very nervous
1: me too i now the thing for me is i i think of the ones left i like uh warren the most the same mm-hmm. um i don't think trump trump probably won't do debates so we which is unbel- which is like
2: that should be disqualifying. i mean like yeah. you know it'd be that 910th thing that should be disqualifying but right. like if he's ducking debates like you gotta be kidding me, but you see what the Republicans have done in some states is he has challengers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they have it, canceled primaries. Yes. And I'm going, this, you gotta be like, right. If I'm a, if I were a Republican and the problem is I have like my best friend growing up, uh, still to this day is, is, was a Republican and right. he, he left, um, with Trump. Like right. he just, he, cause he realized I can keep talking about how I'm like a Bloomberg Republican or I'm the, but when 88 percent of the party is down with this guy, then right. it's I, it's it is tainted beyond repair. Right. So you just have to leave. You can't keep saying, well,
1: I'm a Mitt Romney. Republican." Yeah, I'm, like, a, fiscal fiscal yeah, they, I'm a I'm fiscal conservative. Yeah, I'm a fiscal. All
2: Trump Republicans.
1: I'm a fiscal conservative that just happens to look the other way on, you know, like abortion and, and uh, immigration and and, and
2: and running up the deficit. Yeah, right. right. His lack of fiscal. <laughs> right. <laughs> <conservators. laughs> It's like I'm a fiscal conservative who doesn't give a fuck about fiscal. Yeah, yeah, Listen,
1: guys, I'm just a fiscal conservative that's okay with a tax cut that's going to actually cost us more money. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so it's it's like when I look at that party, I
2: think there are no more sort of you can keep like. So what if I were a Republican, I would have already left. Right, but if i'm in minnesota or if i'm in some state where i'm like i'd like to take a look at bill weld who's like a two-term massachusetts governor somebody that would wipe the floor with trump in a debate right mm-hmm. and then you say you're canceling the primary it's like how this should there should be conservatives marching on that like right, right. You sh- how can you take away my process right like and that's that's when you know we're in deep shit when it's like you know, wealthy white people are having their rights taken away and, and nobody care. cares. <laughs> they don't even no, care. No, <laughs> no,
3: nobody cares because, and maybe it's just me and the way I look at it. People need to actually watch the bullshit that Trump's doing because in his mind, he wants to be a dictator. So like, that's why he admires people who actually go in fist first. If he had his way, there will be, um, um, tanks on the streets like he would you couldn't tell you he would shoot you dead if you post anything bad about him but he can't oh, do yeah. that Al Baldwin
1: would be killed like would yes. be like hanged right. in like public there would be no saturday night live saturday no, night right night
3: he if he could control everything he really would he just can't and right. he's not smart enough to actually figure out how to do it You know, because I... You know what would be sad?
2: Sorry to interrupt. What would be sad is if he was like killing people, my career sucks so much, he probably still wouldn't come after me. (laughs) And I'd be like, come on! (laughs) I'm the best one, and you still don't want (laughs) to...
3: Okay, go ahead. Sorry, He was like, why would I waste the bullet on this man? (laughs) 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 But I was gonna say, when it comes to to Trump, um, because he's such an ass, and he's such a dick, I don't regardless of what the outcome of it the uh race is i could see him not leaving office i don't you know as wild as that may happen if he if he wins it's gonna be the system did the right thing if he loses i could see him locking himself in there and said fuck y'all come and get me everything rigged and fighting and fighting and suing and suing and suing and suing and suing suing until he can't no more
2: here's my prediction Because you notice everybody is saying the Russians are still interfering with the election. They're still trying to hack machines. He's doing nothing. He's the only person. Everybody else in the government is like, we have to do this. We have to do this. He's like, no. If he loses, that's when he'll become concerned. Right. Mm -hmm. And he will say, well, look at what the intelligence people have said. I'm not saying they rigged it for me, but obviously I shouldn't leave until we have figured out what has happened. Right. And then his people and some of his Republican people will say, he's not saying he's staying in there for a third term. He's saying until we figure it out, mm-hmm. why, uh, don't you want our election to be clean? Democrats have been talking about this for eight years. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, so shouldn't they'll mean- use, cynically use the words and the sentiments of the intelligence agencies and Democrats to support why he shouldn't leave
1: quote unquote until we have figured it out and meanwhile we'll have to have ruth vader ginsburg uh hooked up like palpatine to oh yeah to stay <laughs> just, alive just to get into 2020 like th- like the shit is so untenable man what people are doing right now and uh it doesn't seem like people aren't taking it very seriously mm-hmm. um because to me the thing that should happen is it doesn't matter who the democratic candidate is we're we shouldn't even be having discussions really around electability and Mm-mm. will they all of us should just be like we listen we'll fight as hard as we can in primaries you try to get the person you want that's why i'm not even arguing with people if they i'm not wasting
3: my time how
1: minute their fucking thing is how ridiculous i find some of these uh, criticisms i don't actually care like cool cool that that okay but then when it's done everyone should just be like okay we're all fighting for this 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 one goal and and it doesn't matter I, and, and i and i sincerely mean that even with the ones that i roll my eyes at right Pete Buttigieg, but i keep seeing people talking like it's like it's still kind of a game to them and i think that's what bothers me more than anything else right now
3: yeah i think it's going to be a repeat uh because like jill said it's still that subsection of people that's like if my person don't win or if a woman win fuck it i'm not voting yeah, like. what i'm
1: hoping is that those people uh, because you know Hillary Clinton essentially lost by seventy seven thousand votes. She lost. She won the the v- majority. And I think in our discussion, sometimes we kind of skirt over that because it you know because she lost. And then the way our electoral college system is set up, it's like a loss is a loss. There is no like moral mm-hmm. right. victory. Right. There is no like well you lost but you won. But she so there's enough people out there but they have to be in the right places and they have to be allowed to vote correct the only people i really see that are pushing for people to be allowed to vote are Stacey abrams and barack obama come on are working on those initiatives you know and i get the other candidates they're running so they probably don't have time no, to do you don't. both but you know that's why some of them need to drop out but that's to me is the most important thing is like how do you not get a repeat of like what happened in michigan you know, um, cause everything else is kind of a moot point. All these, like you said, Cameron, most of them have the same set of ideas, maybe slight difference in implementation. Um, so th- I hope everybody can just galvanize behind that. And then, you know, who they pick as a VP, who they, uh, you know, which one of them wins. And I, I just, I don't, you know, if it's a woman, a man, if they're gay, I think it will, like, I'm not saying it won't matter, but it shouldn't matter as much as it, the fact that they're on that that can't that ticket,
3: right? And 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 I think that for. <laughs> for somebody like me it's like life and death and a lot of people don't look at it like that but it really is for a lot of people people are going to become homeless people are going to lose their jobs like 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 it is Mm -hmm. going to this bullshit he does the the shit that he's passed it hasn't come into full effect he's still he is actually still riding off the obama wave once obama stuff start expiring and going out and shit like this his shit is going to come into play and it's going to devastate I'd, the country i'd
1: even call what he's running on uh, i call it the anti-obama wave because a lot of a lot of the reason they support him is because he keeps finding every couple of weeks like a new another thing obama did in his eight years to be like oh yeah i'm i'm taking that off too it could be like the calories on the menus a fast food restaurant and he'll like take that off oh, and sure. it, and it just gives him a bump with his people like it doesn't mean shit to like to us it's not like that changed my life but he'll just keep finding a fucking thing now some of these things are major things like yes you know obviously but some of these things now like he's gotten down to such small potatoes that are left and he's still fucking going so you know i i like just just to like even electing a democrat won't be enough because you're going to still need that person to like reinstate things and then push their like they're arguing over these like and i don't mean to be offensive to these uh candidates okay they are arguing over shit that is like very pie in the sky right like i hope they get it i hope they're right but like we're not even close to that shit Mm -mm. so they're they're, it's like he's got Betsy DeVos and and, the fucking secretary of education or whatever and we're being like no one should have to pay for school it's like we are so fucking far from that can we just get to like the point where uh we're not getting like killed by these by these loans in the first place where they're just not exorbitant Like, you will never pay these motherfuckers off even if you get the job you went to school for. We should. We haven't even gotten there yet, and we're arguing over which one of them is going to give us more of the free school and shit. And so sometimes, as much as I I will vote Democrat, sometimes the discussions in these primaries and debates are so ethereal. They're so fucking, like you know, we're we're just gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna open the borders, and there'll be no fucking, no check, we're not checking shit, and you're like, that's not true, you're gonna get in office, and you're gonna have to check something, and then uh, everybody's uh, gonna uh. call you a liar, and all these fucking snowflakes, are gonna be like, yo, this is why I hate politics, because they get up there and lie, it's, like, I would like some middle ground here, but fine, we're not getting into these debates, just get in office, and then we'll work it out. Alright, let's get into I was, this.
2: Oh, go I ahead. say one? Yeah, there yeah. Was one thing, the, um, I just found two, – uh, two small points, actually. One is I keep thinking if Bernie gets nominated and he loses, probably based on maybe health care. Yeah. What I keep thinking of is what I'm going to see a lot of on Twitter is Bernie people basically now agreeing that there's something wrong with the country, <laughs> that it's obviously a place where we underestimated the bigotry and the stupidity, whereas 2016 is still Hillary Clinton's fault. Right, right. But 2020 is now, now we see America has a problem. But in 2016 it was Hillary's fault. Yeah. Um and the other thing is the guy, I, I work, I work next to a uh, a guy who told me, he, I, I work next to two guys. One didn't vote because he felt Hillary and uh, Trump were like picking between a rapist and a serial killer. Oh, okay. And that's, that's my, that's, that's one of my TMs. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. And then the other guy is a guy who voted for for Trump and said he would vote for Biden but not Warren. And I remember he said to me one time we were talking about this and he said, Well, how is your life different? Like how is your like has anything really changed for you under Trump? And I was like, To be honest, I'm making more money. Mm -hmm. Like I got a good I got a much better job this year. Um I got a bigger tax refund last year. So I guess I'm voting against my interests by voting against Trump. But what I said to what I said to him is you can't vote like that. Like we, right. we have to have some sort of. And and it's so funny that super. This guy's not rich. I we have the right. same job, but like that you have super rich people that are like obsessed with like climbing the Forbes chart and being like some sort of dominant economic person. Right. That like that's the only thing they care about, and they don't need to. They could afford to give money yep. to ta- more money to taxes and things like that. But I think you have. People who go, how's my life different? Is it better or worse? And I go, but what about kids being separated from their families at the border? What about people dying in rivers with their daughters crossing, trying to cross the border, mm-hmm. being shut out? What about Jewish people being mm-hmm. attacked because you have somebody like Stephen Miller writing the words for Trump because he can't even condemn them at a, a speech after Charlottesville? And I right. and I, I I look at that and I say, we. At some point, we have to be not just. I'm not saying if it's between you, life and death, or it's between like I'm ev- going to get evicted next week if I don't vote for Trump. That we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with people who go, "Well, my life, my my IRA is doing better, right. my mm-hmm. portfolio is doing better." Mm-hmm. But you have politics hits the marginalized first, Yikes. right? Like when Susan Sarandon said, "We need a revolution." Like if if Trump's in office, at least we'll bring a revolution faster. Well. If shit ever hits the fan for Susan Sarandon in her mansion in a gated community, right. we're all fucked. Yes, yeah.
3: we are. But it's
2: gonna hit her dead last. Yeah. So it may never hit her, but it's gonna hit immigrants. It's gonna hit uh, minorities. It's gonna hit LGBTQ people. It's gonna hit poor people. Yeah. Month to month, like it's gonna hit them in the first year or two of an Wh- administration. Wh- not women. Over this. Not just, women. Of, co- of not, course, right. And
1: not just that, but like the things that people consider you know identity politics and shit is literally like economic politics for all these groups so Mm -hmm. you have people saying shit like you know why are we worried about identity politics i don't play identity politics and it's always by the way it's always somebody that's about to support a white person it's never like like it's like the eugenics thing like it's never the group on the bottom you know like never you don't run into black people that don't play identity politics you it's always like some white dudes but uh it's interesting though because they'll say that but then you know like uh, oh, uh, abortion and healthcare rights for women is literally a financial issue as well. Cause right. if you can't, then you also now have to find a way to support some child or get this child is now in this world and has to be supported. That's not, it's not just a theory for as it would be for somebody that's had to experience it um obviously job discrimination obviously immigration is a is, these are you know you have people who are immigrants who live in america who work in america and and this is an economic issue when you take people out of their households when you put them in a uh, in, uh, in ice custody and stuff like that um you know obviously dealing with policing um uh, and over policing these are economic issues how many people are in jail right now over bail you can't pay the bail so you're now in jail for three years you know like there, there's certain things that people say that they they gloss over and you're like these are not small issues that you can just you know just matters a difference of opinion but you're right for a lot of these people to them it's not coming to my house first so therefore it's not a big issue.
2: I can have you as like frontline soldiers on my political science revolution that will take decades. You can be you're you're in the trenches fighting. I'm a general in the back going we will win this war in 8 to 10 years. While poor kids, immigrants, LGBTQ women are on the front lines dying living month to month day to day trying to wage this War that in history books 200 years from now will be like, that. we had a big shift over right. from mm-hmm. 2016 to 2032. Right. We had a big shift, but we're not going to hear about people who died, people who starved, right. people who, who were sick, who were, you know, I mean, it's just, the man is heartless and I just, right. and stupid, but somehow he's, I've always said when people say he's smart or he has good instincts, I go, if I leave a steak on my kitchen table, my dog will get it. Right. That doesn't mean she's a genius, but it means that when she's driven to her instincts, she can, like, nudge a chair over or jump up on the counter or find a way to pull it down. That doesn't mean she's, like, some deep-thinking, like, strategist. And that's – Trump is an animal to me. He is an animal whose only needs are ego and, like – Gluttony and that he feeds it, and, and, and everything is in service of that. And whenever people, Republicans, and I wrote this on Twitter, and Randolph, Randolph, of course, wrote back with like a, they lied. But mm. when
1: Republicans were always, because he's never sleep over there, okay? Never sleep, never sleep,
2: <laughs> insomniac, okay? Um, so woke, he never sleeps. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I go, the Republicans for so long. And maybe Democrats were a little too flippant about disregarding this idea, but it was always, we are a leader of the world. Mm. We hold a moral responsibility. We hold we are an indispensable nation, as they would say. We are important. And when you see all these leaders from Brazil and India, I think people should watch The Edge of Democracy on Netflix, phenomenal documentary. And also there was an article in The New Yorker about the leader in India. These are two of the biggest democracies in the world. But they are like, I feel like they are following the Trump lead. Where it's mm-hmm. like, as long as you go, the difference is there's, there's liberal democracy and illiberal democracy. Liberal democracy means even if the majority can win, you, you still protect the rights of minorities. Right. Like gay marriage is a good example of that might not win a popular vote right. in this country, but you do it because there are values that you must protect, not just majority rule liberal democracy, which, which Trump really desperately wants, is mob rule basically, yeah. even though he doesn't really want it because he lost the popular vote. Right. But in other words, you have more of those on the rise and it's because Trump is exhibiting the leader of the most powerful nation on earth is exhibiting this fuck it attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what you want to do. If you're strong, if you're powerful, I'll give you a hug. I'll invite you over. Fuck France. Fuck and, Germany. And I think
1: fuck- a lot of it is because of the American voters lack a responsibility, man. Like, I'll never get over being upset about twenty sixteen, not because people you know, people go, oh, it's the Republicans and shit. I'm like, nah, this a lot of us knew what was on the ballot and we quibbled over bullshit. Like we like it really got to the point where and I I think but especially because of social media you had people that said, um, I am now the center attraction of my life. I am now the star, the celebrity i see it now on twitter regular motherfuckers are endorsing candidates and i'm like who the fuck do you think you are like just get in the fucking voting booth and vote like you're supposed to like no one's hopping on here to be like well i'll vote now you know what wasn't gonna vote for elizabeth warren logged on so I'm my favorite twitter person's gonna vote for her. i'm i'm on board now like get the fuck out of here just like it's but but i think that came to a head in 2016 where we really thought it's about me the presidential election is about me individually and how do i make it about me by prilling up every gripe with every candidate um but that being said i do kind of want to get into some gripes with every candidate because i uh, i don't talk politics on here very often i
3: know so jail got us going but before you go on (laughs) okay to piggyback on what jail was saying about uh, America just being this great country and all this stuff and how the world view us. It's funny though because that's always from a white lens. Cause if you ask anybody sure. else, we never believe that bullshit because we're like oh did y'all see how they do us and america kicks us in the face and tells us to shut the fuck up so it's like that's that that always comes from that white lens
1: yeah um oh, sure. Sure. i mean from the what from what? like the international oh i'm sorry one, one second oh, oh yeah uh tbs said i don't know why when people said not to vote it seemed to make it okay for people who didn't want to vote to openly not vote no i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying 2016 that not saying openly to people i am not going to vote is the most me you can make the election about yourself right that like there's that's the nth degree of meanness right of well none of these candidates are me so fuck the country fuck the candidates fuck everybody i'd rather just not participate and if this asshole wins and it fucking sends dominoes falling throughout the entire fucking world then oh what hey well they should have made a candidate that was me they should have agreed with me on every fucking issue. Like, that yeah, you is a level of hubris and, and fucking narcissism that honestly dis- is destroying people, is destroying our country, is destroying our world. And I think that type of narcissism is not necess- is is a thing that is mostly brought about um, on liberal sides. And I think the, the worst part is that as a function of Trump winning, it has now lowered the discourse for all of these liberal motherfuckers so now right. the bar is so fucking low now that 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 we honestly are treating these tantrums like there's something we should be catering to i actually don't like when i see these candidates online too much and having snappy comebacks on twitter and shit i'm like no that that's what? that's what he does right you know what I mean? like like you have to whoever wins has to now elevate the station of this office again And the station of this nation again and hopefully the station of the world like yes have your great liberal ideas but like don't be obsessed with getting a a witty quote tweet off on trump's inanity at at fucking three in the morning i don't i I, that's not what i'm looking for that's what people on twitter want to do and that's what they're looking for that's not necessarily representative of the electorate, right? I want you to fucking run the country, right?
3: Goddamn, run the country. Being on Twitter, don't give a fuck. Run my fucking country. So, all
2: right, let me get. But it I into, want the presidential uh, Twitter account in twenty twenty one to just be, we passed this law today. Congratulations, yeah. Come on. yeah. Not like, not not it, it becomes almost just. It's not a person. It stops being a personal account. It just becomes like. An update from the office of the president, or right. if you have like your wife's birthday or your husband's
1: right. birthday, like, and that's it. Like, can you observe that there's a holiday today and just go about doing presidential shit the way it's supposed to be done? Um, so I did want to say because I haven't been talking about these motherfuckers, and I uh, I did want to talk about a couple of them. <laughs> I know we got
3: jail, so, so it's all
1: coming out today, y'all. Um, Andrew Yang getting uh Donald Glover to run his campaign. Is the most 2020 ridiculous bullshit I've ever heard in my life. But, but like, also when I heard their names together, it made total sense. I was it like, is. Oh y'all see, that, yeah, that I can see, I can see Donald right. Glover thinking that this shit's cool to do. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I I'm now kind of hoping that, you know, Donald Glover gets to come out and, you know, maybe pick the playlist for some events. Oh, baby you know, flames. Maybe we get, to, maybe he gets to write, maybe Adrienne gets to be in, in an episode of Atlanta. For a little bit, ah, I, I love to see that cameo. Good video. Um, the wine cave thing is weird to me only because people act like there's a certain, and I this like I said, I think it, maybe it was a Twitter thing or maybe it started with Bernie, but whatever it is, I think it's gotten out of control. This thing where it's like, and we don't even want rich people's money, you f- don't lose trying to look good <laughs> for me, stupid. Take the money and then get in office and run the shit you the way you're supposed to, just don't do what the fuck. You know, like it's like I that that has to be the most one hand behind your back <laughs> ass logic. It's Batman being like, I won't shoot this gun It's like, but Batman, this motherfucker will kill you like i i really didn't understand and then like with them doing the like well you used to get money from rich people and now you don't get money from rich people so how you gonna tell me not to get money from rich people and i'm like right because it costs money to run these campaigns and not all the money can be five dollars one dollar whatever so it's so, got to be big dollars. so if beyonce want to give you whatever fucking fundraiser just take the fucking money and use it yeah. Meanwhile,
2: Trump's campaign is "get money, fuck bitches." that's the slogan. Don't get so much money. I
1: live in North Carolina. I, we live in North Carolina. I can't turn the TV on without seeing Bloomberg and Steyer's ads. I Why? Because more... they have the money already. See... They are billionaires. If you want to compete with these motherfuckers, just take the goddamn money and just and, and understand that this is all like, uh, uh th- this is all just the fact of winning is going to be the thing that that matters, not you know uh because i think what happened was with bernie and his like anti-money shit he was able to successfully tar and feather hillary clinton by being like well what is she really saying when she goes to these private meetings we need the transcripts from the speeches as if she the one of the most meticulously well thought out people would go in there and just put a fucking hey guys billionaires (laughs) don't worry about it gonna lower your taxes fuck everything i've been saying gonna lower your taxes uh gonna make sure that you guys can uh fire anybody you want uh i'm looking out for y'all you fuck the people all right guys put it in the transcript for everyone to read and here i'm gonna pass it around and keep a copy of it just in case one day this shit comes back up like that was such but but because of that speculation of like what does she really say i think now you have all these people running away also i'm like well nah i don't want to be associated with money
3: but you need the money but the dog. american
1: process costs a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. no broke people running for president none so i don't i don't know i just hope they don't get outspent in a general fucking with f- trying to be cool with us um what was the other thing that happened oh bernie had a full ass heart attack and he just mm-hmm. out here running dog mm-hmm.
3: that's
1: just that's just a thing that happened yeah. it's a badge of honor pat him on the back hillary clinton passed out one time it was like bitch leave
3: it was like she gonna die <laughs>
1: this <laughs> this nigga had a full heart attack and was showing up for the base like two 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 weeks later now i don't know i'm not saying that that that, that makes him not a good candidate or whatever but i just find it to be interesting that that wasn't the wake-up call of D- this motherfucker too old to do it that it should have been with a lot of people that, that sexism thing it
2: is. It's absolutely sexism, but I got to give I, – I do – unlike Biden, who I thought was good in the last debate, Biden has felt like an old man mm-hmm. in almost every debate. Yeah. Bernie, I'm always shocked when I find out he's like 77. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, h- hate him or love him, the, the man has fire. Like, mm-hmm. he has energy that I wouldn't be as worried in a debate with Trump, whereas right. Biden, I'm like – Biden looks good, but and he's cool, he's nice one on one with yeah. people, and that's his strength. But like, he always has, he has like that Clint Eastwood squint. Yeah, and it's so, like I'm always like is this guy gonna finish but but here's
1: the thing though after bernie had the heart attack now when he gets worked up in a debate i find myself being like calm down man come on ah breathe hey (laughs) bro it's not this come on man it's not that serious now just like it's like like don't exert yourself because he you know he does get that fiery like something happens he immediately goes into like you know upsetting oh. <laughs> yeah. it like put your, put your so hand nice. down put your hand down bernie like someone else is talking i, I wrote
0: the damn
3: bill <laughs> yeah am <laughs> like no nigga no calm down calm down it's not <laughs> say it say it say it with your inside voice i can see joe biden being the only person that i think trump would actually say i would debate because trump would be on roast time yeah but
1: you know what he would roast any of them to be fair
3: that's true because But he wants him though anybody else i can see him turning I, down see
1: i think uh, low-key now see this is where i'm the opposite i think low-key Biden's the only one that could out white man that dude in a debate i think he's the only one because because mm. biden has just as many gaps as trump true and is still in the fucking front like i he and he'll just say something about like whooping his ass or doing push-ups or (laughs) back at how he would have taken him back behind the schoolyard or some 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 ridiculous white man shit that only a white man can say to another white man because all the other candidates white man off yeah all the other candidates are too serious like i they're not going to have debates i don't think but even if they did i think like the serious people are the ones that actually would lose you gotta have be able to throw some bars at them and because we lost Kamala um, what we have left is Biden really for throwing bars the rest of these motherfuckers ain't ready for prime time to throw bars like even Bernie's thing would be like serious and trying to get back to policy you know like ignore this bullshit guys back to my policy and I think I would rather see somebody say no no no, let's not ignore the bullshit I came for the bullshit I came for the smoke so I could see Biden saying because I feel like Trump is going to go if they have a debate
2: is gonna go to a level we haven't even seen yet, and I think he'd be like, "Your son is a scumbag and a loser." Right. And I feel like at that point, Biden would have two options: <laughs> <laughs> either he steps away from the podium, right, and says, "Watch your mouth," right. <laughs> right. Now at that point, I would stand up and cheer, and right. I'd be like, Most <laughs> of won't reelect you because he's gonna—he won't back down from Trump, and Trump will back down, right. But uh, the other thing he could play that in is he could turn on that sensitive Joe of Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of loss in my life Mm -hmm. and I don't talk about your kids. Right. And you shouldn't talk about mine. Like, I could... And either one, I feel like Trump... There's a reason he's nervous about Biden. Right. There's a reason he tried to fucking have another country. Once again, (laughs) one of the most epic fucking things that's ever happened in this country. And half the country is like, it's all fake news. It's all...
0: (laughs) The fuck fake news? What?
2: He is... He tried to get another he tried to hold another fucking country hostage. Hostage. hostage he just yo. spread rumors about Biden cuz he saw what James Comey did. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When Comey said we're opening an investigation to Hillary Clinton again 11 days before the election, there is data that shows it swung it. He won In the no election titties. for Trump. So Trump, once again being the instinctive cruel animal that he is, said, "Hey, I was rewarded with a treat the last time someone announced an investigation." So why don't we announce another investigation, but this time I'll have it be – it can't be connected to me. Right. It can't be my attorney general doing it because they won't believe that. I'll get this fucking country to just say he did some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's I, – I feel like he knows that Biden has both – he's a more authentic white man, if I can use that mm-hmm. phrase. In other words, yeah, now. I'm with you. Trump, they had to give up the fact that he's like a rich. The evangelicals had to forget that he was a, a, a fake Christian right. and a piece right. of shit. The, the the working class had to forget that he's a shady businessman who doesn't give a fuck about poor people. Mm. Right. But Biden is a guy who lost his first wife, married to his second wife for a long time. He's mm-hmm. a family man. He's a blue collar. He has blue collar roots. Yeah. So he will have all that. That's neutralized mm-hmm. with Trump, as you said. He can out white man. Yeah, out white man. Him. Like he the but, only one. Right, and but at the same time, he's also can make better connections with people. Right on a human level. So Trump was right. I think I'm nervous that Biden will like turn it, you know, turn into a super old man during one, a debate. Like, right. just you'll be like, oh man, he just like repeated Lost himself. In, yeah. and like his teeth fell out. And I'm only half kidding. Right. Like I'm only half kidding. Like that's what makes me nervous because no, it happened. Thought, like yeah, if happened. Biden was 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, cause I would have none of those concerns about, like, is he gonna look too, like, feeble or, like, slow? That's the only kind of, you know, yeah, drawback, I think. But no, nah,
1: yeah. I think all of us are nervous about that. Well, th- those of us that are in his necessarily his camp, but, uh, yeah, he clearly is the one that he's the most scared of. Um, the, uh, the two billionaires that jumped in the race, uh, shout out to, first of all, them waiting, uh, like six months. I don't know why someone else didn't do this that wasn't a billionaire like this idea that you have to be running for so fucking long is so ridiculous like no let these other motherfuckers eat each other up and then like stacy abram hobson in, in february you know what i'm saying like fuck it like why like Primaries haven't. The voting hasn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. What are you like? What are you even doing? You're just chewing each other up. There's 27 of you. You can't share a stage. There's, debates are not split into two nights. Nice. Like it was so ridiculous.
3: Yep, that's why I tapped out. Everything was more of a hot take because you was talking about how Brun is like. Let's get to the fact. Even people that watch the debates are like, it's boring. It's boring. You like y'all want well, them to talk about shit. The other right? part
1: of it though is, um, it's it's not even that it's necessarily boring, right? They keep setting the shit up for a viral moment on social media. Correct. So you're, it's not substantive enough mm-hmm. to me. That's the real problem. Like, you can't have a substantive debate with 21 people. You it's, can't. So, so, um, it's smarter the billionaires to wait. Um, but, uh, like, and they do have this one part of their logic that is, you know, it's kind of hard to argue against, but it's just, and if it wasn't for just the de- demonification of rich people in general, I think, uh, you almost had to respect it but they're like I'm so rich nobody can tell me what the fuck to do right and I'm like the nature of you even being in this race is proof positive mm-hmm. <laughs> that you are so rich that you don't give a fuck now I don't know that they don't win
3: oh they won't they but, won't
1: but there is something appealing about the idea of somebody who's cause there are rich people who are liberal and I think that has gotten lost in the whole billion dem- 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 demodification of billionaire things right
3: yeah. they'll People didn't wind up writing them in. Do write-ins, and also I think this was. Oh, we're not gonna win, but we're just throwing it out there. So next time it comes around, we'll y'all Poss- know. Possibly. We're
1: all I know is this: um there there is something to the idea that there are rich people who are liberal people, mm-hmm. and people think that. Well, then that means you just give all your money uh-huh. to the other people, and then they run the shit. But that's like saying jerry jones doesn't want like won't be gm of the cowboys like no it's my billion i'm gonna fucking decide like who can better take talk about the policies i want and in a weird way they are exactly what the fuck people on twitter want to be like i want to cherry pick exactly the policies that will i think will work and only advocate for them myself and fuck everybody else i just happen to have the money to do it uh tulsi gabbard clearly a russian plant Right, like that's- yeah, Hillary Clinton has- It's like Hillary Clinton
2: is like so far like five for five on yeah. her like crazy stay- Shut your fucking mouth, go away Hillary, like- Right. Interview, like it's like- Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard is- is a joke. Like, mm-hmm. and she is- I mean when you see her post her selfie, like her selfie videos, like we have to be more- This- she is- she is auditioning to be like the brunette, the token brunette. That's their diversity a brunette is like is is, is, is there branching out yeah. and diversifying she is, she is auditioning as we speak for that role yes because mm-hmm. every time she does a video it's not like hey I'm just doing a casual it's like I nailed the angle my hair is recently mm-hmm. done the makeup is done and I'm talking in a very
1: calm and somewhat seductive tone i can't wait to be the third party candidate that fucks this up yes, I can't right, right. waste uh, your vote with me yeah it's also funny too uh because um she voted present for the impeachment thing yeah and i'm like that like that was your turn to do the right thing because it's already like just it's gonna pass anyway you go, if you, if you're serious about being the Democratic presidential choice,
4: you, you
1: go ahead and vote for it. And then people go, well, yeah, um, okay, because she, that's what she's supposed to do. But because your fan base is those like Trump Republicans that mm-hmm. just want to, like they want Trump, but they also want to be able to like jack off. They want to be able to fuck <laughs> Trump. Yeah, exactly. They're like, what if we could just like fuck, get hard to Trump? Like they want, I, <laughs> I tweeted,
2: I tweeted last night. I said, you saw the movie Weird Science yes. a while back, where they like, you know, put the pictures in and create <laughs> yes, the ideal woman. Yes. I said Tulsi Gabbard is like the weird science version of what alt-right dude bros would come up with if they were like the perfect woman of color. Yes. Like, and like that's who would come out like vaguely half ethnic, yes. conservative, soldier. Attractive, right. like
1: hates the libs.
2: Like right. that,
1: that, that's her. <laughs> I saw um I saw a tweet where someone had done some research and they was talking about what percentage of presidential candidates, uh potential voters would vote. <laughs> oh damn,
0: Cookie. She, on, <laughs> she stands with Tulsi. She's
1: <laughs> Tulsi. She's like, Listen, I'm in the fifteen percent, okay, guys? <laughs> She was like, I think I hear black people, okay? I
2: found in a trailer park in Kentucky. Come here. <laughs> so she is, she is MAGA. She is, but she's a girl, so she's like, I need a girl MAGA. Give we me, we did me, uh... talk
1: about, we did talk about Mike Vick earlier. That's my bad. My <laughs> bad. Didn't mean it. Um, But yeah, it, it is funny that uh with Tulsi though, Uh, everybody else was at like 80 something percent or higher. I think Bernie was like the lowest major contender with like 85% of the people who will vote for Bernie will vote for the Democratic whoever wins the Democratic primary she was at 15% (laughs) 15
3: why is she still here
1: what are you even doing what is happening (laughs) how do you like you can't win the Democratic primary with that Mm. or the Republican you can't Mm -hmm. do anything with that only 15% of people that fuck with you are like but obviously people that also have these policies are good no absolutely not
0: Mm-mm. and like
2: 80 i think like close to 80 percent around 80 percent of her fan base is male
0: yes which is even trump mm-hmm. i don't think has that high so, no, it
1: men not. In his support. so fucking ridiculous um and who else was there? oh pete Buttigieg, um mayor pete um he can't get no black vote and no black support and it's funny because they keep pushing these polls in these white places like yeah you know i always move, uh, you know uh, i'm like there's this big ass stretch of the South you have to come through and you can't win it without black people. Mm-hmm. Why are we even talking about this dude right now? Like it's over for him unless he makes inroads and every poll just keeps coming back like less than 1% of the vote for black people. Less than 1%. He's not a contender then.
3: No, he's not. And then to try to quote unquote make up for it, he was like, well, you know, it's something wrong with the blacks. She's like, oh, so you trying to prepare for when you swing your ass down here and we're like, no. I didn't talk
1: about it, but I saw
3: on Twitter that, uh, Black people that fuck with him
1: and his campaign that worked for him was putting out pictures of them with him. Like three of them, they did like a Charlie's Angels thing and I was like, guys, oh no. I, you cannot, you are making this worse. I like, mm-hmm. like I, like I didn't know you could make something worse than somebody polling at less than 1% but this pandering is honestly like this it this shit looks like uh like like you guys literally just made this idea up for the day when people go i don't have any black friends he's like aha photographic evidence black people who work for me so yeah i i think that dude's over can I say
2: something as somebody who is – uh I mean, he is one of many candidates I gave money to this primary mm-hmm. because I know he's taken a little bit of a beating on, the, on the, the show. Yeah, black,
1: the blacks are
2: off of him completely. And that's I, – I understand ah! that. Yeah. But to me, the thing with him is I, I think there are qualities he has that remind me of Obama. Obviously mm-hmm. a very smart guy, a very thoughtful guy. Yeah. He's also 37. And I feel like he could have – and he probably will because Obama had him pegged as, like, one of his, like, future stars along with, yeah. like, Kamala Harris. I think what he needs to do now is he will have built up name recognition, some name recognition, a little bit of a national name, whether some of it's good, some of it's not so good. But then maybe map out the next, like, 12 years of his career because he'll be 50 Yeah, in, exactly. in 13 years. So, like, he could run for – like, for instance, if he ran for Senate – Now, Indiana's a red state, but if he proved he could win a red state, that would show some electability. But then use that bigger platform to start building kind of deep – kind of a deep record on the things that matter to Democratic voters and black voters. He could – like this isn't – like 37 is – used to be too young to do shit. So like 50 or 54 even, if he has built up something substantive in that time is like – Fifty four would still make him one of the younger people running now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, the other thing too, um, with with him specifically, um, he still kind of runs on the Obama two thousand eight. We're all kind of the same, and and I think, um, unfortunately for him, um, we are so past that. Like, like time went like that. Now is like a fucking archaic stance to have. Um and while maybe like Obama can still have that stance, you're not gonna find any of these crop of candidates right now that truly embrace that. Um Well even uh, Biden in the last
2: debate had a great answer because he had been taking heat for the I think when Trump's out of there we'll be able to work with them. Right. And that that sounded bad right. or naive. But then when he finally get, it was one of his best answers this whole circuit when he just said, I'm not saying there's gonna be an overnight switch. But the four or five people we need may not be afraid anymore when he's mm-hmm. out of office. He wasn't saying like we're going to win ninety to ten. Right. He was like we'll win fifty three votes. Right. Like, and that that may be good enough for the thing. Some of the some of the things, but then he added this. I thought it was, I thought it was actually his best moment because mm-hmm. it was a bipartisan thing, but a realistic one. He mm-hmm. said nobody has more reason to be angry at Trump on this stage than me. He's insulted me. He's insulted my family, but he said, "If we're a country that can't come back from this, then we're already over." And mm-hmm. I don't believe that. That's a great answer because maybe we are. Maybe this right. is the beginning of the end of the Roman Empire. But if we're not, you've got to believe right. that you have to have some hope that we can turn it around. So I thought that was a a non naive optimism that he yeah. was presenting, which he's been, which he needed to do. Like four months ago but he finally got the right answer
1: out of his mouth (laughs) yeah well that's what happens with him like he's a little slow on the upgrades and the firmware and shit but like (laughs) he'll get there you know what i'm saying like he'll get there but um yeah but no i do think that that's um like what Pete Buttigieg would like to be able to do but one the lack of experience he's not the front runner um it's just killing him because i think the lower you are on the percentage of of people voting the more radical you're gonna have to be to get people in here and uh you know and shout out to your boy jay Insley. you know i hate that he's gone um is marianne still running i haven't seen her in a long time she has not dropped out that she's
2: still running she's losing with love
3: (laughs) wow (laughs) with the crazy eyes
1: that's uh i don't know she had crazy eyes she's the one that had all the like hippie stuff right That was
3: talking and i was like what what
1: yeah. We're going to defeat Donald Trump with love. Yeah. And up.
3: yoga moves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Man, the audacity to still be yeah. running.
2: And she did say, one of her quotes was, she said, "Everybody talks about soccer moms, but there's a lot of yoga moms out there." And I was like, "Ugh." I mean, she's not wrong, right? I don't want to think about them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that may be right. I want to be like, "Yeah, yoga moms need a voice." Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are, <laughs> what are what are yoga what are oh, yoga moms?
1: What are yoga moms' platform? You know what I mean? Like, what are Not no, no vaccines, low taxes, no immigrant. <laughs> right. No, thank you, yoga moms. <laughs> All right, man. Let's see if we can get into some other things. I was going to
3: say Julio Castro, but he Oh, there. I like Julio Castro. Okay. Nah, I like him a lot, but you know Julian. what?
2: Yeah, Julio Castro. Yeah, Julio okay. Castro is <laughs> what Trump will call him if they debate. My <laughs> bad. You know what?
1: No, that's Julio, what they type Julio, there.
2: Gerardo, whatever your name is, Rico Suave,
1: not going to win. <laughs> Open borders. Big favor. ha. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I fuck with that dude, but, but that dude is also one of the people that is a little too much on Twitter, dog Like, I fuck with him hard, but I think he even follows me on Twitter. Like, that's how much he fuck with Twitter, and I'm like, bruh, I, I just wanna, I should DM him, cause we follow, I follow him back. I should actually DM him and be like, hey bro don't let these niggas make you lose, okay? Like, you gotta, like, you gotta, don't just ca, don't just cater to just these motherfuckers, it's just a small percentage of people that will say like I vote for him and then when he doesn't win go I ain't even voting
3: like these (laughs) motherfuckers are not the people (laughs) did uh did Cory Booker become invisible
1: oh Oh. Cory Booker is uh I love Cory Booker uh as far as um his uh presence in the in the in the debates and stuff but he's so uncharismatic that I just like I hate that that's what it is for him and i really wish it wasn't because policy wise i don't find him to be so repulsive or whatever yeah. but he's just so he's like a he's just like a piece of bread sopped in milk you know what i mean <laughs> i like, said i said no the running back
2: from the program that Halle berry leaves for omar f <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> yeah he's just so oh it's like 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 I, I saw he was, got interviewed on like desus and marrow mm-hmm. and they went and like shot hoops with him at the local y and
3: yeah he didn't even he look went cool, to like he his local it. it was
1: nothing cool i like Mm-mm. i i could he even has tell
2: a
3: resume of a cool dude he's like Don't I play he?
1: football and deep major d1 yes. football
2: i'm a Rhodes scholar yes. i'm dating an actress and no, you're just you like
3: he's like you're making dad jokes what is this
2: he, well, he was, makes too many cor- like Obama, I feel like I never heard him repeat jokes like they were part of his stump speech. He might have a joke, but then it wasn't going to be a thing he did in six straight interviews. But Booker loves to – he tells this joke where he's like (laughs) – I had a supporter come up to me. very big guy comes up to me and he says, hey, man, I'd like to see you punch Donald Trump in the face. And I said, hey, man, that's a felony.
0: (laughs) I was like, <laughs> Yo,
2: <laughs> I, I, I want to see. I want to <laughs> see. to you, Dan. <laughs> who has Who has the worst jokes? Him.
1: Him or Amy Klobuchar? Who? It, <laughs> well, Klobuchar.
2: Klobuchar. The fa- reason I wouldn't, I'd say Booker is because yeah. Klobuchar has bad jokes that I don't even think she wants to tell. <laughs> so I can tell she's like. He's no he's like, God, I hate these fucking speechwriters. Whereas <laughs> well, Booker like leans in and he's like, everybody, everybody calm down. I want to tell you a funny joke right now. I had a supporter come up to me and say, <laughs> and say, you should punch Donald Trump in the face. And I said, hey man, that's a felony talk, <laughs> right?
1: oh did I do that one five minutes ago <laughs> oh my god Clovis <laughs> sees like she doesn't have the commitment or timing to her jokes like she gives up on the joke halfway <laughs> through, through all- and she's just like stumbles through the the end like well I gotta say the fucking punchline alright
3: who wrote this shit uh, fire I them please I think we should
1: uh, lock, lock him up and everybody's like oh, okay well this is a serious debate uh, <laughs> right after I
2: beat my staffer to death for writing that <laughs> terrible joke, yeah. we'll
1: down I'll be Trump. right back. She exits the stage. She comes back from commercials. Got blood on her hands.
2: She's but like, I I actually like. I think Klobuchar. I feel like Klobuchar and Booker are two people, and obviously my boy Inslee. Right. Had this just been like an eight? If you could have just eliminated people and made it like a legit eight-person field from the from jump, just right. the eight people who. Either have the credentials or the or the star power. Yeah. So you'd have Elizabeth Warren, Bernie, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see Booker and Klobuchar. I feel like they are they should be both legitimate contenders. Like right. they have platforms, they have experience. They that you may not agree with, or you may want to right. something different. But they have the credentials, and I feel like it's sad that neither of them has really. There were too many like people. 5%. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's
1: honestly, the thing that suffered the most in this were the serious candidates that deserved a look. Those they are the right... that didn't bikes. have the, the,
2: the, the star power right. before 2020. That's, like Bernie, that's
1: who Elizabeth suffered. Elizabeth Warren
2: had, the, had right. the star power already. Right. Um, whereas, yeah, like in Inslee, it was like, look at his record, but like nobody did. And then yeah. Booker, people, and, and Klobuchar has been sort of tenacious enough to like claw her way to 5%. Yeah. And meanwhile, then Tom Steyer, which just disappoints me because Bloomberg, I never voted for him in New right. York, but I always thought he would be a better national candidate than mm-hmm. local because the two issues that I think he is strongest on are guns and environment. He right. has been like out front on that shit. And those are important. Like mm-hmm. he's got really problematic stuff, clearly. Right. But obviously, if it were him and Trump, it'd be a no brainer. Uh, because I can at least look yeah. at po- good, strong, positive things. But Steyer, to me, unfortunately proves that. Oh, he had no name. Yeah. Nothing really to the table. He has no real charisma. Right. But he has a billion dollars or $5 billion, and he has literally bought yep. 5%, like, yep. which is disappointing because I go, wait, that means like 5% of the people in just my own for, primary, yes. which is like, fuck it. I saw a lot of commercials. Don't. Yes.
1: I, the <laughs> fact that – it and I don't – this is bothering me for my whole fucking life, but the fact that it really can come down to just spending more money on commercials and that's all it takes for some people is so fucking scary, man. Like you, you don't care about any of this shit. You just, I saw 12 ads. These commercials go- aren't
2: even good. Bloomberg
1: no, they're I think, not. has very slick ads. And yeah. he, he even says, I'll
2: raise taxes on the rich. Obviously he doesn't mean Elizabeth Warren level, right. but he just puts it out. Raise taxes on the rich, protect the environment, beat yeah. Trump. And I'm yeah. like, and guns. And I'm like. And it's slick, and you yeah. can say you know me because I was the mayor of the biggest city in the country for for twelve years. Like,
1: it's tired the dude from um, Starbucks? No, no, that's, that's another that's, rich uh, motherfucker. Howard
2: Schultz. How many of oh. these motherfuckers are there?
1: <laughs> no, Howard Schultz said he wouldn't
2: run, but and that what bothered me about that when people said, "Oh, if the, if the Democrats elect too liberal a candidate, he might run as a third party," and people got terrified. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my God, don't do it, you dick." What disappoints me about that is that that shows we all don't have faith in right. our own voters. We because don't. Like, I don't. To me, if a, if a guy with no experience, no charisma, and no platform runs for president, I would
1: like to think, oh, he'll get zero percent. His yeah. family will I vote would for lo- him. I would love that, but I don't trust these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. Right? They'll
2: vote for it, And it's like you really went into the booth and said, I want to vote for the Starbucks guy who says nothing and has nothing to offer just
1: because? Like they just be like, ooh, piece of candy. I got to fucking go vote for this guy, guys. I saw an ad right yeah. after McDonald's. Yeah. It was this guy. I don't know. And I, know I know just enough
2: that I don't want to vote for the Democrat. I right. don't want to give right. them a better chance over Trump. Like, those who are those people that would Fuck be like, those you people. know, right. those I will vote for Elizabeth Warren, but I will vote for a guy who— <laughs> I think would we'll probably be a terrible president, Listen, but I, do I like
1: to I, about I want y'all guys to get off the Democratic plantation and come join me voting for this plantation owner. Okay, hey, he's a bean plantation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey JL, they get in the booth, they be like, "What is that commercial I saw, honey? What, what does right. that dude? That yeah. dude? That's who I'm voting Stire? for." Okay,
1: well, thanks, guys. Yeah, like, that's who I'm voting Because why, why did you even get out of bed and go vote? <laughs> you asshole. Right. I don't like you did that just to say fuck everybody. That's so crazy to me. But alright. <laughs> I think that I think that's everybody. If there's somebody we left out, I'm sorry. I know someone wrote in. I hope this uh for that fan who wrote in and wanted to hear us talk about politics, hope this uh this is good for you.
2: They're dipping in the Kool Aid and they don't <laughs> even know the flavor.
0: Yes
1: <laughs>
2: Oh man, <laughs> I make oh. him sound like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> that's how he sound to me,
1: though. Yes,
3: it is. That's exactly how. <laughs> that's how mean. he sounded to me.
1: And he also is like, he's like Cory Booker's like <laughs> the guy who, when b- white people say something racist or do something racist, they're always like, you know, I got a black friend. I could see Cory Booker being their black friend. oh Aww. yeah. Now that's I don't so mean right. that. That's hold no, up. No, no. That doesn't mean he's okay with racism, right? 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 Because yeah. they don't. It's not like like they always say, "I got a black friend." Like they be walking around a black friend, like, "What's up, nigger." like that's that's (laughs) not (laughs) not, like no it's just a black guy that you like fucking shoot hoops with at the wire you play soft speak with on a a a regular basis you're on softball team and y'all like go you going to a party with him or something your kids in the same school curry booger seems like the guy that that you're like you know that gets put these in the picture with the guy and they're like yeah see i got a black friend too and he's like nope nope i'm not your black (laughs) friend uh i'm actually just your black acquaintance (laughs) yeah <laughs> like 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 he does this with Trump. If you ask him to insult Trump, he always gives him a like compliment first before giving him the, the insult that you want and that's just Cory Booker to a T. Like I just would rather him just say the insult that we all are waiting for. Like when they were like, So you think Trump's racist, he's like, I wouldn't say that he is racist or not racist. I would say that racist people are very comfortable voting for Trump. I'm like nigga just call him a racist it was like right after you said something real racist like you can say it bro it's cool we we we, we fucking I don't know what's in his heart yeah <laughs> like, he's that guy oh man he can't pull he, it he, out you, you know what Corey is he's a he's a he's a youth pastor <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if twenty
2: twenty is
1: the year for and a youth pastor president. <laughs> He's like uh alternate universe Obama, you know what I'm saying? Where like Aww. like like the script is the same. Like Obama could pull that same thing off that would make him seem diplomatic but also very against racism. Whereas with Corey does it, you're like, nah, man, just come out and like, like, say, you know, you can't you can't pull it off. Like Obama had that that like listen now, these white people are listening, so I'm not gonna say anything too fucked up, but you know my heart like Corey just doesn't have it man i'm oh.
2: the hip-hop pastor i wrote <laughs> a, a song called nothing but a christ thing you might recognize the beat but the lyrics are a little bit different <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i'm not gonna do uh i'm not gonna do the regular news i know we talked a lot guys uh, i'm gonna try to get into some of our games and stuff um let's see should i do fucking with black female uh, yeah 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 okay let's do some fucking with black people guys we'll start there okay and then uh maybe we'll do uh i'll let jl choose when we get to the next segment whether he would finish with uh white Wait, people he news. Wants to,
2: he, he wants to just pin white people news on me or guest right. the you i don't to hey,
1: go for white people just, listen you're here i know this is one of the things de- de- choice. you know we like to we like to please the guest as well all right let's do fucking with black people first guys well, you know what no let's just go straight to white people news and then and then and then and then that can way I we can still I'm get sorry, some guests to one comment from the chat that i think deserves yes, sure. to be on air
2: sure Corey is what junior from blackish grows up to be
0: oh no oh no well think pretty smart oh. yes
1: <laughs> absolutely that's absolutely. So TPS.
0: Good.
1: that's absolutely the truth okay um all right so we're gonna do white people news and then w- that way we'll have time to do guest stories, and we'll fuck with black people tomorrow okay um all right me see if i can bring up one of these videos um i don't, I don't even notice now that i've switched the format to white people's songs i don't know the white people's songs because i didn't uh, grow up listening to white people mm-hmm. music but pink floyd have a cigar is the white people song okay
3: yeah because i'm the chat room be knowing i don't
1: i know pink floyd but i don't know that song okay and the main squeeze <laughs> is... Sorry. sorry, the main squeeze is the group performing it Oh well, let's just let it low for a bit. know this is an old eighty song because just the intro is like a minute like yeah you, you know them old school songs are
3: full five minutes of music for anybody to start speaking
1: yeah <laughs> that was back when you used to turn on the radio and if you you start singing early and shit like you recognize the song you're like we built this oh no it's, that, <laughs> that's two minutes from now i forgot all right, well, right let's see what they got <laughs>
2: David Ortiz can say. <laughs>
1: man well quest love gets from behind the drums dog <laughs> he <laughs> can blow clinton, bill clinton played this version for monica Lewinsky. that's how he got her in the mood
3: i don't know what the original version but i like this one yeah you know like that, that was pretty really
1: good man um i'll i'll check the original version real quick okay because
3: i to have see to what the I
1: fuck do. pink floyd have yeah. a cigar i've okay. heard of pink
3: floyd but never really to the music.
1: that version is only five okay first of all the version i played was eight minutes i only played three minutes of it The Pink Floyd entire song is five minutes, so already that was very black. For them to extend the remix on that shit, (laughs) like we gonna take our time with this one, y'all. Like, oh, here we go. I'm gonna skip past that part. Get to the singing. Well, you know the instrumental beat-wise, it sounds about the same. They did a good job. oh yeah i like the black version better that was <laughs> that was easy mm-hmm. that one was easy uh sometimes you know the black be hitting so uh that you can take about the main squeeze you guys did your thing yes you did you uh deserve all eight minutes of that remix of of it um now of course before we get into the white people news we do have to talk about uh the the, the quick and dirty version of what trump's been up to and uh that child's man um <clears throat> those white people voted for him so we cover it mm-hmm. during their news uh ah. let's see what he's been doing um i'm shit. gonna
2: step out for this segment
1: and let okay. trump sit in for me no problem oh and when you <laughs> yeah yeah uh let's see what he see what he has to say oh, all uh, right because
3: he's present today uh
1: they found some old dirt on him where he posed with Gizlane maxwell and heidi Klum as they were hookers at a hookers and pimp Theme party and I guess they it's took, actually they
2: pronounced Jizz Lane you know as no, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was gonna get if she came to a party with me
1: a lot of that oh no. of course of course um he also lauded Van Drew for switching to the Republican Party
2: great uh, congressman from New Jersey who voted with me seven percent of the time which is not so high but he told me he pledged this is a quote by the way. He pledged his undying support to me, which was a little bit creepy, but I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I endorsed him. I endorsed him. We gave him a very strong, very tough, very great endorsement. So we're going to hope that he wins. But, you know, I'm going to have him probably kill some hookers for me because he said undying support. And that means very strong support.
1: Yeah. I, what kind of Democrat are you if you can say, well, I just think uh, voting for Trump and running as a Republican is a better fit for me. Like, what Especially
2: the say? guy didn't even vote with me a lot. He <laughs> voted for me seven with me seven percent of the time, which is like the worst.
1: Right, <laughs> I'm the but worst rep-
2: Desperate Democrat, we call them desperate Democrats.
1: <laughs> I'd rather be a worse Republican than a good Democrat. Um,
2: oh, I'm hoping Abbott gets kind of desperate, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you mean like Kim K trying to get someone out of prison? Desperate.
2: Well, you know what, Kim K is very persuasive when she <laughs> wants the blacks out of jail. <laughs>
1: She's even getting them free. Mm-hmm. Um, Democrats say they could still bring more articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. Um,
2: Well, they're going to fail because I've got the great Mitch McConnell, the Grim Reaper, the turtle, and uh, he is not going to let them do anything
1: yeah um i like that it's not over though like people i saw people saying uh democrats made the scope of the articles of impeachment it was too small only two things i'm like well i don't know if you guys have noticed the american public doesn't exactly have the greatest attention span for 47 articles of impeachment um and maybe they're saving some for later so you know we have a lot to look forward to in 2020 gonna be a great year
2: re-elected We're going to have great MAGA people. We're going to have great judges, great tax cuts, very strong, very tough things.
1: Trump retweets a two-year-old meme claiming that he brought Jesus back to the U.S. after Obama kicked Jesus out.
2: (laughs) You know, they say I'm not pro-immigrant, but we're bringing back great Middle Eastern people with Christmas.
1: That's true. Uh, Because you couldn't
2: say Merry Christmas before, and uh, now you can.
1: Yeah, and uh, I gotta give you credit. Um, you know, bringing back a uh, Middle Eastern Jesus. Uh, I thought you would only bring back the white version of Jesus. So, it's pretty. Well, to open-minded. be honest,
2: you ever remember that show on FX about the two dictator sons, tyrant? I think yes. you watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. I he's know you he's love like it. that kind. You know, the one of the brothers <laughs> was extremely light, like a very white Syrian. Oh like okay. Blue eyes like so. Technically, we're going
1: Middle Eastern. But okay. like, You know he can
2: he can pass if you
1: okay. know what i mean. I know what you mean exactly. So that's
2: the kind of Jesus we can have. Blue eyes but you know technically Middle Eastern.
1: Uh Trump did not actually delete a tweet where he outed the whistleblower and it is still visible all around the world. Um yeah, people thought he 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 retweeted someone who identified the White House whistleblower and then deleted it, but it turns out he did not actually do that. So he well, I
2: mean I meant to out Mike Pence if we're being totally honest. <laughs>
1: so he's not gonna
2: he's a little too christian if you know what i mean
1: he's not gonna out himself so i know what you mean um and locked
2: himself in that closet (laughs) and has swallowed the key and not just because it was shaped like a penis
1: (laughs) uh democratic presidential candidate tulsi gabbard says impeachment will only embolden trump i bet you she'd like me to be emboldened Uh, absolutely ah Uh, um i I, and i think she has a point you know that it is gonna make trump do more trump but here's the thing they don't realize trump's gonna be trump no matter the fuck what (laughs) like they keep trying to like bounce shit off of him and be like well if we do this he gonna be even more trump i'm like i don't know if you've been paying attention (laughs) this motherfucker's been turning the bar up on the the trump volume for four years now if not longer (laughs) just just fucking fight if you're gonna fight
2: i agree trump is gonna trump
1: (laughs) all right that's it for that y'all's man uh we're gonna get to the next segment of the white people news all right um time for white people news um you know i forgot uh man this could be a whole other podcast but i didn't get to talk to jl about movies either um you Ah, know we love movies yeah i had to do a movie review or something with uh jl soon or a recap of the year Something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk some movies at some point. I know. I already know the stuff he hated—the stuff with the black people. But no, yeah. there's a lot of good white people stuff out this year too to get into. More like
2: Bayega.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see? Uh, what's that one? Uh, Little white women yet? Have you seen that one? I did not. That's okay. that's
2: not high on my list because you know, um, the misogyny. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I I saw Uncut Gems. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. I thought it, I, I, it kept my interest, but I, I thought it was going to be sort of better than people, me, like, mm-hmm. made it out to be. Like, I was definitely, like, interested and, like, into it, but I, at the end, I was like, eh, that was,
1: was fine. Like, it was yeah.
2: entertaining, but I don't think it was this, like, classic, like. Well,
1: I mean, come on, dawg. It's, it's the first time we've seen, like, Adam Sandler, uh, go that hard in a while. You oh, know? sure. And that's what it was. Oh, no, it's It's, yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. the, uh, it's the good game. It's, it's, a. Uh, The dude that was on the Jazz that played for the Cavs, Rodney, Rodney Hood. It's like, it's like in the playoffs when Rodney Hood had that, like that, that spurt of good game. You're like, what the fuck? Yo, Rodney Hood. (laughs) Yo, he gonna get a beat. A max contract. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what that was from Adam Stanley. I was like, yo, give him all the things. I'm like, wait, I just think that dude's (laughs) fucking terrible. That's, That's all that was. That's just a competent
2: job. I'm seeing 1917 uh, later today. The war movie. Yeah. That's like
1: a single take kind of. Yeah. That looks good. I got a screener for it. Um, Finally, a World War II movie that me and JL can both enjoy. Did you, hey, did you not like Overlord or did you enjoy it or what? I thought it was like, I actually, I started to fade a little bit, but it Mm. was, it was good. Yeah.
2: I was just like, okay, I think. Sometimes when I watch a movie at home, I'll, I'll kind of, you pause it and you're like, okay, this is kind of a slow moment. I thought it was good. Okay. Like, I, like, but not, not great, but not bad.
1: Yeah, I enjoy Overlord. I enjoyed that it too. It was yeah. so, it was so fun. It was, and I think maybe cause it had a couple black people, it felt like it was colorblind casting to some extent. It was. Oh. Well,
2: cause World War II, I don't think they had integrated parachutes. Exactly. So, and they definitely okay. ain't oh, have God. no motherfucking black captain that mm-hmm. was telling white people shut the fuck up. Like the yeah, so, book. <laughs> He's, the he, best. Like we, we joke the the Bo, the Bo Kima Yes, but uh, he has he he has such a great voice. He should be doing like some voiceover work as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of like, and I think he's got. They they got to do something with Chappelle. I don't yes. even care if it's just a sketch. They I feel like they switch car-
1: they switch careers halfway through their thing. <laughs> like, it's like what the fuck happened? Like movie role wise, like. Dave Chappelle's playing all these serious ass roles and then Bo King's being like almost comic relief. Bo well, must have
2: turned on like a star is born and been like I couldn't have been in a fucking Oscar nominated <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> film.
1: Right. I wonder <laughs> if he don't fuck with Dave at this point. Like this motherfucker taking all my roles. Taking all my roles. Now you know what I had to do? I had to be in Queen and Slim as the like funny uncle. That He should be the he funny uncle. He was good in Queen and Slim. He was great in that. Uh But I'm but, saying that felt yeah. comic relief wise. Like, it felt like comic relief. And it wasn't the same until
2: Dave Chappelle got big. Yeah. Like, he didn't look like, – and then he bulked up and got a little older. And then it was
1: like, wait, man, you didn't look like me before. Yeah, this <laughs> a little too damn much. Uh, he was great in Fargo. Like <laughs> – yeah, I, nah. I man, I used to see bokeem's name in the credits of a movie and immediately be like, "Oh fuck this!" Like, <laughs> oh, they they tricked Aww. they tricked me into watching the bokeem Woodbine movie. Really, I really came in here for a serious theatrical experience, and now I don't. I don't know if I have a bigger smile on my face ever than when I see bokeem on the screen and something, especially when I didn't know he was in there. Like, because it's always a surprise. Didn't know he was him. in Queen and Slim. Soon as I see him, I I sat up like, oh. Okay, I, like I this movie was just okay until now But I might be fucking with this part So, big fan It's a
2: smart career move for him though To kind of, if you're reintroducing yourself Or getting like a second career mm-hmm. Like to do the kind of scene-stealing performances Because then you're memorable You get more work Because you can work on more things And then you wait for that next shot I think to come your way Where it's like, oh, we want you to lead this I mean, Fargo, he was like kind of one of the leads yeah um of that season
1: and that was supposed to be a white dude like he yeah that like he just he just auditioned for the role and played it as if he was just one of them white dudes and that's that's how he got the role and i mean that was such a bold ass choice and it was and it worked like when you first like once again when i first seen him on screen i'm like oh nigga what are you doing and this is fargo and he's just murdering every scene i'm like oh my god this motherfucker is killing in Fargo like ah uh, big fan of O'Keefe now can't wait to see what he's in next Um, alright let's talk about white people news Don Imus is dead y'all
3: I know I heard that name before Don Imus he
1: was on um, he was on uh, the radio oh for, they said that
3: stuff about them basketball girls
1: he's the one that said nappy headed hoes um, about the basketball team uh, women's college basketball team Rutgers for yeah records and uh my favorite part and no one's been bringing this up online it's really bummed me out because everybody's too busy being like you can't like him because he was racist so i don't want to hear your you know eulogies about how nice he was and what a good guy he was he's only one thing he's racist and this is just why white people aren't good allies blah blah blah. okay cool whatever y'all y'all got it i'm not arguing that but how the fuck is no one brought up that he tried to excuse the whole thing by saying snoop Dogg, be rapping it and so that's why he said it and i'm like don iris does not listen no, to fucking snoop Dogg. no he does not that was my favorite part of the controversy was just him being like i just got confused i was listening to the chronic mm-hmm. and i thought you just call black women hoes out the who could have known? You know, the influence of hip-hop is so strong. Like, I mean,
3: was it in the 80s? No, this was like, too, we covered it on the show. When I mean, 80s. I know, but but how old was he when he died, like, in his Oh, 80s? 90-something, 90? Yeah, I know he'd been around forever. 78, yeah. 78. 78.
2: I, oh, 78. I read the obituary. Uh, See, okay. I'm in a weird position. I was not a fan of Imus, but I heard him a lot because my uncle, who would pick me up from school, was an mm-hmm. Imus fan. <laughs> but the, to be fair... My uncle stopped listening mm. because he disagreed with with a lot of what he said. But I this is this is where this is where you get to see me. You know, my conflict of my my half whiteness with mm-hmm. my comedian background all come to like an uncomfortable defense because mm. I think the dude from all that I've read, which obviously you don't, he, I didn't listen to the show, right? So I couldn't be like, he's not raised. I'm like, I don't know. I don't listen to the show and. I don't know him personally, but from all of it, he seems like your typical, not 100% evil person, obviously. He did charity work and stuff, but he seems like an old Texas or whatever, like kind of bigoted white dude. Like there's nothing kind of exceptional or, you know what I mean, about his viewpoints of that kind of age and race. So it's like. It's not shocking, like it seems, and then you hear stuff he was saying off mic. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked, it sounded like he talked like Lyndon Johnson, where it's like, Lyndon Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act, which I feel like gives him some some measure of credibility, but also was a big fan of the N-word. Right. And yeah. you start, you're like, okay, this this guy was obviously, it was just weird because I'm like, well, my uncle did stop listening to him, but he did enjoy mm. probably some of the, Racially tinged humor as well
1: (laughs) Yeah according to this article It it says um gilded as if i his career should be eulogized for fun times good times and endless merriment he certainly served bumper-to-bumper commuters on the lie as such campaign as such a companion sometimes or should we recall him for his raw often cruel defamatory side he presented as reckless vulgar humor that helped make it uh not only safe but mandatory for go lower drive time shock jocks to deliver as a historical figure, the first prominent shock jock, was he an acquired taste before he became a required taste? Uh, as for his Waterloo, his reference to Rutgers, mostly black women's basketball team is nappy headed hoes. Oh, that was my other favorite defense. The, well, there's some white women on that team too. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man. Did they get called nappy headed? So, I mean, I get why we was outraged and I was mad too, but man, yes, it's like we, sometimes you run right past the funny. Where you just like that's a dumbass's defense. Yes, sir. With the thing, the thing with that, I think what's
2: and the, the reason why sometimes context does matter because a lot of comedians will go with the, hey, if it's funny, it's funny. But I'm right. like, the more I hear somebody like Nick DiPaolo, who I used to find funny, right. the more I hear him talk now, I'm like, oh, I can't go back and laugh because I know it's coming from your heart. Right. It's not a character where you're like playing kind of a bigot. Right. You're like you kind of really. Believe deeply some of this shit, so it doesn't make it funny anymore. Like when I heard him call them, obviously I was probably a foot. Right, well, that was late nineties. Is that think, late nineties or, or like, later than that?
1: I was later than that. It's like two thousand eight, maybe. I, no, okay, it,
2: so perfect. So I'm. Yeah. It
1: might like I'm. I'm doing
2: comedy, and I just give the benefit of the doubt. And I assumed when I had first heard it that it was like, oh, he's trying to be shocking. Like he doesn't yeah. believe he doesn't actually think these young black women are hoes. Mm-hmm. He's just saying – because, like, I'm an old white guy and I'm using – like, I took it as – you know what I mean? Like, when I just heard the story, I took it as, like, oh, he's being a shock jock. Like, he's not like, really right. saying, I think these young black right. women are gross hoes that deserve no respect. Of course, you read more and you're, like, in now in hindsight, especially going through the obituary and seeing what people write, you go – well, I, I can't separate the context now because right, right. I have the context, which is that you seem to be a bigot who right. really probably didn't have any respect for these women. Like maybe it was a joke, but that joke had too much of your truth in it as right. I as I look back. Like when The Onion – I don't know if you remember this very controversial thing. When that yes. girl, Clevenjanae Wallace was they not nominated for her. Con- con- they
1: called her a cunt. I remember. They that. said like mm-hmm. backstage,
2: everybody's saying she's secretly a cunt or something like that. Mm-hmm. I laughed hysterically because I figured this is the Onion going to the farthest they've ever gone, right? But on a spectrum that they've always been on, right? And I understood why people were offended, but to me, I was like, that that to me is the definition of edgy humor. Like yeah. they don't,
1: like it's obvious. There it's obviously they this don't believe
2: black it. girl it's is. The right. a, yeah, and So that I was like, I get it if you don't like seeing that in any context, but that can be defended like on a comedian basis of like, you know, they don't mean that they did it precisely right. because of how shocking it would be because right. nobody would do that. Whereas with Imus, now you look back and you go, I took it almost like that at first. Right. I wasn't going, he shouldn't be. Fired. I didn't give a shit one way or the other fired or not fired, but I took it as, oh, I think he's just. My instinct was, oh, he's just he's saying that because of course they're not. Of course, right. it's like, ha ha. I'm being like, I'm spe- I'm an old white guy like talking like, you know, I'm full of shit. But then you read back and you're like, oh
1: no, now it's really you know, yeah. and context then, and matters. And the and- thing for me was I wasn't a fan of his, so I didn't know where all he was coming from that was like the first clip i'd ever heard of this dude um saying and then um the subsequent like lack of apology then double down then apology and then like please please i'm losing sponsors please don't fire me um that was when i became kind of introduced to the more like people bringing up like oh he also said this and he also he calls people gay when he doesn't like 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 when he doesn't agree with them or he uh you know he just does he just does weird shit like that and so i did understand um how people that knew his history were more like nah fuck him but the other thing is you stepped into a place where you don't have history so, you can't be like I've had a couple rappers on my show in the past, and then think that all of black people are like, "Well, that's different then, okay, well, shit, I thought you were over here calling black women that be at hell It's not bad, you know like and then, cause i, I like <laughs> like i and I think um similar to j l Covet, I do have that comedian spirit of I laugh at shocking things, like that's mm-hmm. pretty much my first reaction. something shocking happens, and uh you know, with the intent of humor being there i I will laugh. Like, it just, I laughed at that, uh, tweet about well, A. Wallace I remember being like holy shit like the <laughs> onion is fucking coming a. for Alan cause it was like an award show night I was like they yes. are coming for everybody tonight and, um,
2: cause it's it was the one it was literally like it was like sitting there on like a platform of like the one thing you don't do yeah. is go
1: after this child and I was like of course
2: we're going after this child like, I
1: remember <laughs> seeing the onion apologize I thought Ooh. I'd never see that in my life cause it's a satirical sight right it's like, why would we ever apologize for anything? It's satire. But people were so, like, fucking, like, noob. Nope, that's all. And it it's as you
2: always talk about with people giving apologies. It wasn't even that The Onion was like, there'll be a boycott. They probably just were like, we're decent people. Yeah. If we really hurt people, our bad. we're not trying to hurt people with right. our comedy. So if we Correct. really did, fuck it. Take it down. Right. Which is kind of a nice way. It wasn't like – but that happened, like, ten years ago. Right. Correct. Like, today, who knows who's running the site that might be like – Fuck you! Yeah, double right. fuck you. It's Dude. funny, motherfucker,
0: <laughs> and her baby brother, <laughs> right? Like you know, what I mean? Because we I'm said, a comic. Yeah, I like
1: say. <laughs> we said we said, bro. Okay, sorry, hard <laughs> enough for white dudes in this industry. <laughs> To ever get a leg up uh, And nobody's funny but us uh but yeah uh the iris thing was funny though because uh, to me i was more following the the the, the train of the, the the train wreck right
4: yeah it was and a so train
1: wreck we, like the first excuse was like we had black people on the show before <laughs> like just, i was just the whole time just like this ain't gonna work and then uh we well okay some of the women on the team were they're not even all black well you guys and then uh, uh with snoop dog you know he calls them hoes <laughs> like it was such a good train wreck but uh yeah uh rest in rest in peace to this uh guy or whatever he's dead <laughs> um i don't know enough about him to really uh get into the details of his career because i he he really was like the peak of white people-ness for me mm-hmm. i was like oh that's white people shit
3: yeah and 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 for me it's it's just simple it's like uh and i guess because i don't know anything about him so for me i was like oh yeah fuck this yeah, dude you yeah, know yeah. like he old and white and calling black people never headed hoes it was uh, immediately a uh, fuck him but i do understand your perspective uh but for me i was like Mm-mm. oh
1: well you know the other thing too though i did find this funny on twitter how self-righteous black people are getting also i'm like you can't like this guy and claim to be an ally of all this shit and I'm like, man, y'all niggas have Nipsey Hussle shirts and avatars. Motherfuckers, like, motherfuckers were just showing that picture of, uh, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, Tracy. Uh, morgan and Keenan thompson together and i've seen you all individually cancel and uncancel these motherfuckers like get the fuck <laughs> out of here man like y'all y'all do like some complicated figures when you like them right and that's and that's exactly what white people are doing right now they're like well he died and i don't want to talk about the the times he was fucked up so i'm gonna talk about the couple you know whatever night nice shit that he probably did and the black people ain't aware of because we ain't, we don't fuck with him i only remember the racism that's how he died to me and that's the fuck he's gonna ever be but for white people they remember the time he fucking I don't know gave a homeless person a job or something some shit that he probably did on that show some charity or something like I'm sure he's done other shit but for me I don't know or care Uh,
2: my my thing is see my uncle has always been this source of like the 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 underside like I get to like I'm never surprised by things but it's also made me less judgmental maybe Mm -hmm. than I should be in terms of like Hey, I know when people use the wrong language versus when they have bad feelings in their heart. I feel like I've, I've become more attuned to that because yeah. I've run in those weird spaces. Cause that matters. But my uncle one, uh, had drinking buddies who would like drop the N word. And mm. I remember my mom told me this when I was older and, and my uncle like would, they'd like apologize to my uncle because mm. it was almost like we're all a bunch of Irish guys in the bar, like old right. Irish guys from born in the forties in the bar. And then it'd be like, Oh, sorry, John. Like, it'd right. be like, because we know
1: you're, you got two nephews you love who are half black. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird because, uh. World. Yeah, it's, just, it's just weird because, like, I think that, um, when you're online, people have gotten to the point where you can erase those conflicts. So I can just present myself as this person that has never been in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm like, well, then you haven't lived life. All of us have been in a situation where you're like, i can either pull out my soapbox and like turn this this is gonna be a fucking thing or i can just be like i don't like this motherfucker and you know change the topic or move away or whatever and i think um like and even this stuff where you listen to and like problematic quote-unquote things and people people are trying to erase that now
3: yes they are you know, like now nobody's now, problematic the, the
1: chick-fil-a sandwich is trash it's not just that i'm boycott kind of, it's never even good i don't know how they made a billion dollars i don't know how they're in business and one is on every corner it's terrible and uh, only terrible people eat there and right it's it's that type of thing and so i think what i miss this is a great perfect example of the internet be- people being like he's just this terrible person he's only been terrible i only know him in a terrible facet and i can't believe any of you get anything from this guy and i'm like i don't know he must have if he was on the air five days a week there's some shit about him that's probably not terrible that people fuck with but it ain't my fucking person to um defend Mm -mm. Sarah Gilbert you guys may know from uh being on Roseanne as uh Darlene Mm -hmm. uh she was spotted out in public guys without her wedding ring
4: oh shit
1: yeah uh for the uh this is the after filing for separation from her wife Linda Perry following nearly six years of marriage you hate to see it guys um uh yes, yeah, so after nearly six years of marriage sarah gilbert is separating from her wife linda perry gilbert filed paperwork in los angeles on friday for legal separation with the minor children she was spotted saturday stepping out for the first time since filing not wearing her wedding ring uh the 44 year old sported a light gray sweater layered over a dark t-shirt with dark gen- denim jeans as she wore it with a camouflage beanie black leather boots and a bracelet on her left hand and she looked mad militant right now. It's like I just got like why does she have two pairs of shades? <laughs> she wearing a pair of shades and got a pair of shades. She said I'm taking the sunglasses with me in the divorce. <laughs> I would like to file for a double shade uh custody, okay? And two shirts. Okay, listen. Me filing. Oh, for
2: the Oh wait, this- we just missed the chance at a CSI. I guess she was throwing all the shade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I guess
2: now that she's single, she thinks her future is very bright. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that was the wrong one.
4: <laughs>
1: All right, uh, Spotify decided I couldn't do it. Stop Spotify. <laughs> that's actually probably better pundit for just how ridiculous and clown show that was <laughs> but um yeah she uh completed the look with a pair of sunglasses on her face plus an additional pair sh- hanging from her shirt collar I like how they act like that was on purpose I might start doing that <laughs> going two shade night days uh he got into a uh she got into a limo with her son Levi 15 as they appeared to be heading out of town for New Year's Eve um man uh that's so sad man i really was hoping that uh darlene would find more love off of roseanne than uh on it because you know that dude she was dating on roseanne was trash Mm-hmm. with the long hair uh gilbert carried some jackets as levi helped the drivers load up the car before they took off the high fidelity star listed the date of separation of to be august 13 requesting no child support for herself or perry she stepped down just days before the date from the cbs talk from the tv cbs talk show the talk which she created to spend more time with her family so
2: i gotta say something about her ex-wife's hat yeah i i remember i i give pharrell credit Mm -hmm. because i remember when he when he started rolling with the uh the goofy hat yeah it was like oh come on but he stuck with it like he was just committed and now i see more and more celebs just just wearing goofy hats
1: yeah, um maybe this might be an old picture of uh when the hat crazes in, I don't know. Um, uh, but she definitely is rocking the uh the huge hat here. Um Gilbert announced back in April that she would be stepping down at the end of the season, so she it, she created the talk. Wait, this woman wore the hat more than once? Is this on the same place? Well, apparently did this nigga it. was just she just be wearing these hats. Yeah, wow. That must be her thing. The audacity. Dang.
3: Just very goth
1: she looked kind of old for uh sarah gilbert oh i mean i you know i
3: don't know it's di- it looks like age difference she might be on that sarah
2: paulson vibe. yeah you know what
3: i'm saying it's funny
1: how when it's same sex nobody cares about the age gap but when it's when it's when it's like a old ass dude dating a young a young woman it's like you creepy motherfucker but it's same sex relationships it's like oh no it's just what gay people do it's like i don't know that that's Necessarily anymore, right? Mm-mm. Uh, at the See, nut- I think
2: sometimes people ignore that there's like advantages like that. I remember I worked on an assignment next to a buff gay dude, like mm-hmm. it was a summer, like, do- like reviewing documents, a big office, and they had a bit, a casual. You could just wear, you know, pants, collared shirt, sneakers if you wanted. But he kept coming in in short, I'm not even kidding, short shorts and like a, a weight room tank top, like we had a heat wave. <gasps> and I'm talking tank top where like a nip is out.
3: Damn. Like in the bodybuilding
2: magazine, and I was just like, I know these people aren't saying anything because they're like, maybe that's just part of the culture, right? You don't want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, no, that's come on, that's like right. the South Park episode where they kept letting like Mr. Slave do stuff with yeah. Garrison, right? Because they're like, no, kids, don't you say that. But I was like, this is a this is much like you could say just on some sleeves on your t shirt or like a right. nipple the sleeves
1: yeah it's like it's like but then you're homophobic so then you get scared you over you overcorrect to now he gets to wear whatever he wants to in the office yeah i could see that working uh look gay privilege you know what i'm saying you no know, we owe we owe we owe them so you know come on through bro um <laughs> david barn Bauerfiend Bauer david barn fiend uh, domino's what? pizza ceo is dead in a snorkeling accident oh shit yep um the chief financial officer of domino's pizza group has died in a snorkeling accident according to reports um he died in a tragic accident thursday 26 december whilst on holiday with his family the uk-based franchise uk domino's based in the united kingdom not the united
3: states i didn't know that wow 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 Man. they may have been here and was like you know what let's go over there for them to do brexit papa
1: john's would never uh bound fiend 51 who joined Domino's in 2018 the CAF cfo died while snorkeling, snorkeling with his wife and daughter damn um and- can i
2: ask you i, I hate to do this mm-hmm. uh i have a friend from out of town who just arrived and i can't buzz them in oh okay i Either, I don't know if you want to pause the show or if just I'll be back in like five Oh no, five I, I can
1: pause it. I'll pause it. Give me, I'll give you five it. minutes. Go ahead, man. <clears throat> All right. Let's get back to this white man. Uh, so yeah, man, Domino's piece of dude died, uh, in, uh, in a snorkeling accident. He's 51 years old. Uh, he joined Domino's in 2018. Oh, that's he not He just that got long. the job. Yeah. Uh, he died while snorkeling with his wife and daughter. You gotta be careful out there snorkeling, man. You never know.
3: Yeah, you actually do need to be careful snorkeling
1: yeah um you know you can steal water and you can still die mhm uh my uh one of chris lambert's favorite white starlets florence Pugh, uh who she was in midsummer and little women she's only 23 i did huh. not know that anyway she uh class back after a fan points out the age difference between her her and her boyfriend zach braff uh he was also a white person
3: um yeah, I, I an know. actor. Yeah, but I know neither one
1: of them. <laughs> uh women actress uh women actress. Oh, I'll see. Uh, on Saturday the twenty three year old little women actress po- posted on Instagram a photo of herself getting food after a long flight. First pit stop, mazzle ball stu- soup. She wrote adding the hashtag curing jet lag one oh one. Alright, so that was cool. And then uh her boyfriend, Brad forty four, commented on the post with a princess emoji in response to the scrubs alum's comment oh he was on oh that's the dude from scrubs oh, oh. main guy from scrubs yeah. yeah okay okay now i know who he is yeah i knew he wasn't a black friend I, did.
3: I didn't know his name though
1: uh one of the pew's followers pointed out the couple's 21 year age 21 year age difference writing you're 44 years old
0: <laughs> what
3: <laughs> what <laughs> i was like you're a grown-ass man What's well, they even had to do anything Oh,
1: Pew herself clapped back at the commenter writing, and yeah, he got it with the okay emoji. I don't know if that's for white power or not, but I'm assuming it's not. Like, okay. (laughs) Nah, I'm I'm assuming this is a not. This is
3: like a regular ass okay. I'm assuming she's
1: not playing a circle game or the white power game. No. You know, by the way, I was walking down the street and uh, a Navy midshipman came up to me and punched me in my motherfucking chest yesterday and uh i was like what the fuck are you doing bro and he was like you lost give it up bitch and i was like what are you talking about he said it the circle game and i he said did you watch the navy army game i said i did watch that game he said yeah and you saw the people making the circles i said yeah i saw the fucking circles he's like well then you were playing the circle game and you looked at the circles and you lost so we get to punch you and so look guys they really weren't being racist they were playing the circle game so if you out on the streets, be careful because he's be somebody in Navy uniform, they might be coming to pay your ass back for losing. So we owe them an apology. Apparently Mm-mm. they were not racist. Mm-mm. It's just a big game, a big misunderstanding. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. let's all let's all Mm-mm. get on board, guys. Um, that story
3: is false for people, so they won't write me
1: in. Wow. Wow. Okay, Karen. You just gonna call me a liar on like the show. The psh, psh, psh. That's
3: not a true story.
1: Okay, well, I'll just I lost the game. Uh Pew her, how come black people don't play the game? I just want to know, why is it only white, why only white people in the army play the game? Just, duh, duh. <laughs> <you
0: wonder why. laughs>
1: no, no black, no black people circle game, the white Mm-mm. power game. Mm-mm. Uh, Pew herself clapped back at her commenter saying, yeah, he got it. Okay. The pair was first spotted together in April and were seen holding hands in New York City earlier this month. The couple was also spotted separately at the New York premiere of Little Women in which Pew, why separately? Um, Where he's
2: checking out the other little women
1: yeah like Uh, that's the that's not the premiere you want to be at if you have a huge age difference yeah i i i enjoy little women okay Uh, no in uh early november the actor attended the marriage story premiere in new york where they posed separately on the red carpet oh so they like not together together really so he know he wrong you know um 23 and 44 that's a stretch but you know maybe that's what's going on with darlene in the last story who am i to say mm-hmm. um prior to those two appearances a couple were seen grocery shopping at a whole foods oh not the whole Foods, not the whole check place that's when you know it's serious for white people when they go shopping the at whole, whole foods, foods together that's like where any drink is 25 dollars like the fucking wedding invitations are in the mail okay uh and holding hands in new york city in april braff and pew worked together in the recent short film in the time it takes to get there which stars pew and alicia silverstone that was developed by braff yeah it's kind of weird with these stories because like these actors work together and they're normally you know rich people that hung out for extensive period of time time. working on something normally attractive Mm -hmm. and then like they just start dating you know and maybe she was a big fan of scrubs you You know know. and this is her chance you know it's kind of like when uh
2: my mom loved your show scrubs
1: (laughs) yeah this is kind of like when uh what's my man that is too woke and he used to be on um he used to be on like america's got talent nick cannon yes nick this is like when Cannon. (laughs) this is like when nick cannon started uh dating mariah carey and it's like well she's she's older than you but then there's also like i can understand from my perspective because i'm like Oh, but if you had a chance to, to date Mariah Carey, you gotta do it. You know, what I'm? like, uh, then judge me. I don't, I don't care. Like, judge me. I get it. And like, what if for a lot of these young starlets, if that's the, they're like, Zach Graff was hot when I was 14. This is my shot.
3: I know he's out of his prime but and, I'm in mine and I'm fucking taking it y'all yeah. gotta judge me and I get in the industry and something you said a while ago we were saying how a lot of these starlets come up and they get with these older men that have right. power and they're in the industry which a lot of times all jokes out because movers and shakers in right. their careers
1: now I don't know how much power rap has that's the only no, reason no, no. I didn't bring that up
3: no no he because normally
1: it's like a fucking like executive from Sony and you're right.
3: like this no you're like there's no fucking way right. he doing something because it like he was in she was in something that he wrote
1: yeah yeah i guess so well good for him um the peloton well i mean she's the one that clapped back
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh shout out to him not saying nothing <laughs> it, it don't matter anything he said gonna be a problem anyway did he even like her well he still got it okay like did she he probably no didn't Mm-mm. no he probably not even on, t- on on the net like that. he's like we not even supposed to be together I, that's why i don't show up to places with you um a popular Instagram family is uh who's travels the world is being accused of hiding details of a massive holiday sweepstakes. What? We got some white scandal coming on here, y'all. Okay. Oh
3: shit man. Salacious
1: whiteness. Um as I wait for this shit to load in the background. What is taking this thing so long? Um But yeah, I, I read a little bit of this earlier, but there's like they're a white family that travels well not even white. They are family, the like mixed race. it's it was like a Benetton ad. But they travel all over the world and shit. And I guess people feel like it's misleading because uh they they supposedly won, um, uh, have have a what is it? Yeah, this yeah. The fairies of the Bucket List family, that's the name of them, are being questioned about their annual Oprah level holiday givings and how a lawyer got involved. Okay, all right. um this week angry fans said they felt duped by a popular instagram account that did not make clear the full details about a massive annual giveaway for free trips around the world some people even argued that the lapse in disclosure allowed the family's account to rack up a lot more engagement and followers what we know so far is thanks largely to a lawyer named Paige griffith from montana who spent her holidays this is oh, by the way this is the family here and wow yeah that's the typical like we went to africa and stood next to this african man pose mm-hmm. um, that's,
3: that's
1: the that's the move smile that's the way um uh, <laughs> uh so yeah uh white people love that shit boy uh <laughs> what we know so far is thanks a lot this lawyer woman uh who spent her holidays digging and posting about the debacle on her instagram stories more from her later the g family more ubiquitous ubiquitously known as the bucket list family by their more than 2.4 million instagram followers are five self-proclaimed nomads who travel the world for content this lifestyle was possible after the dad garrett g reportedly sold his app to snapchat for 54 million dollars in 2015 okay um yeah i like how it says five
2: self-proclaimed nomads i'm like wasn't one of them a baby i don't think that baby got <laughs> I well. my
1: children. <laughs> the first word of that baby was no guys okay <laughs> uh you love to hate to be envious to see it uh each year parents garrett and jessica host a huge giveaway series called 12 days of bucket list christmas the idea is that for 12 days at the end of the year they surprise families in need with a gift that means so much to their own family the gift of travel jessica told me this year's destinations include tanzania hawaii fiji disney world and orlando and more it's a huge commendable idea and fans get excited about it every year okay this year however the family's latest posts about the giveaway have been flooded with comments from frustrated fans who say the whole thing was carried out in a way that made it feel shady or at the very least confusing um many people say they felt misled by the family's overly simplistic instructions in their ig captions captions or how to submit to the contest all you need to do is like this post then share this post in your instagram stories garrett and jessica wrote in many captions announcing each leg of the sweepstakes but apparently to officially enter according to their website's legal terms and conditions one must be following and tag the required accounts and filling out the required forms the ig caption on some posts have since been updated to link to their official rules and terms after they received backlash this week
3: now that i understand right because you just bumping your numbers up but half of those people thinking they are entered into a state they today not right so from that perspective i understand the anger
1: can you please help clarify how you are choosing the family for this trip if the ca- in the caption it says that one need only like and share the post one person wrote many comments like this began cropping up because people became aware that by simply liking and sharing the post they were not in fact officially entering into the giveaway yeah. um so I hate to be an asshole I'm sure these people are good people and shit but uh follow the fucking account and fill out the forms <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why is this a fucking why is this even a fucking thing? Didn't do the thing.
3: Right. They don't want to do the thing. To me, to me to yeah. me this is
1: more about people's entitlement cuz they like I got to actually like follow this shit. Yeah, yes. bitch, I'll
3: give you a vacation. Yes. Yes, you need to follow <laughs> You're the going account. to Fiji
1: on me. The least you can fucking do is follow the account. If you hey, as I announce the winners, I don't know, unfollow. If it's so fucking hard to
3: see me and my family balling right you want to trip but with the least amount of effort
1: jesus this is a problem wow mm-hmm. that's me what you wrote about this that's why
3: some white people news
1: a lawyer had to get involved that's how serious this got i'm not reading the rest of this shit oh my god white people get some problems
4: <sighs> get some
1: problems it was so misleading they like want us to follow them and fill out forms so they can know how to give a free
3: shit and get in contact with us Mm -mm -mm.
1: uh let's see what else white people are getting into um oh alright the Peloton ad you know the one all the white people was mad about yes so the husband the actor who plays the husband in that ad Mm -hmm. actually did have people mad at him in real life he just played an actor right he's just an actor um and I was like that's super super
3: ridiculous i didn't even see a i saw nothing wrong with the fucking commercial
1: right i also didn't think the commercial was problematic at all right that's just my opinion um and and i think it also exposed a lot of people that claim to be all this body positive shit where they're like you can't tell by looking at someone how healthy they are i'm like okay cool so you know you're not just gonna assume because somebody's fat that they're just like you know fucking gonna, you know full of unhealthy shit cool cool appreciate that but then they'll even say like and just because someone's skinny doesn't mean that that person's in great shape they could just be skinny you're like okay cool cool. so if you really believe that why is this ad offensive
3: right wasn't it a gift and she was excited about her gift the shit people do normally it's the first of the year you know how many how, how my timeline is gonna be full of people snapchatting and picking and, and shit of them exercising on them equipment they bought the
1: only people like honestly she so she's skinny and she wants to work out and she was happy to get the gift right. i don't see what the fucking problem would be the only the only people i kind of understood why they were offended were the people that were like that's an expensive ass bike and i want one
3: that's what i was like (laughs) i I went to go look for it i was like oh it's a little too much right the
1: people that was like three thousand
3: dollars like i I I understood
1: those people but
3: because they got me i was i didn't even get mad i tried to buy one Like, shit, that's right
1: but then they had like the actors came on like good day to you know good morning america and shit and they talked about like you know being harassed online and their like personal accounts and shit like that you know just stupid shit that people do um but yeah so uh in real life he got his real life girlfriend a peloton for christmas hmm. now see now that's trolling that's how you <laughs> take it to the next level he took it to the next level on them despite the viral uproar over the recent peloton holiday commercial the gift that gives back which depicts a man giving a woman an exercise bike for christmas the real life so-called peloton husband appears to be taking cues from his malign fictional character uh on christmas day actor sean hunter shared a photo on instagram of himself posing with his alleged girlfriend along i like that alleged (laughs) who who wrote this (laughs) the the, the ny post like we getting to the bottom of this we don't trust nothing find out we don't trust a thing okay alleged girlfriend okay until proven otherwise Alongside his gift to her, it was, you guessed it, a Peloton bike. And for the record, his partner, whose name we have not yet learned, is already in fabulous shape. (laughs) The thing about this,
2: and I think you guys brought this up the first time you talked about it on the show, is just nobody, if if The Rock's wife bought him, like, new state-of-the-art dumbbells or something that he could take on the road with him, some kind of, like, $10,000 weight set, that, like, would anybody go i think the rock lifts enough weights
1: right nobody it would just be like cool <laughs> it's so it's such a non-thing and then like the other thing too is like we're peloton okay we have a very expensive bike for sale the ad might be hey get this for somebody they might fucking want like we gotta sell this bitch that's what we do every december is selling we know new year's resolutions is right around the mm-hmm. corner like this is what we do like what we're we supposed to uh, not advertise our shit. you know what I mean. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, not that anyone needs to ever work out. It's if you feel so inclined, maybe. And you know, it could have been done. Like the other thing people don't acknowledge is it could have been done way fucking worse. Like I they would have had long. like some some fat person. It would have been like, now see, this is shaming and all that type oh, yeah. of shit. Like they had to play it with the like. Here is a person that just is enthusiastic about working out, and this is a tool that will help her work out even better. And they're you know measuring their shit in their stamina and vitals and shit not whether or not they lose weight and people the only way to do oh sorry yeah and people you know something we claim we want to see and people flip the fuck out it's crazy
2: the only way to do this in an acceptable way would be have, have a heavy set person who decides to buy it for themselves right but not of any societal pressure but just be like they'd have right. to get like a doctor to say he told me i was pre-diabetic so now you've got like Medical professionals telling you not right. just like friends or loved ones so a doctor told me I was I was pre diabetic so I thought how can I get myself motivated I got myself a peloton mm-hmm. look at me now uh, eighty pounds later I'm not ripped I'm not like super jacked but i'm I'm looking a lot better I, and my doctor says I am not uh I'm not di- pre-diabetic anymore thank you Peloton that's like, I, I, actually that's think,
1: I actually think that's still offensive because they lost weight so they no. would have, have to stay the same weight and then be like but I'm much healthier just trust me uh, because we don't want to offend anybody and make them feel like they need to lose weight or anything like that and yes this commercial is now an hour and a half long it's a movie called Peloton because <laughs> we didn't want to piss anybody off like get the fuck out of here it's, some of this shit is non issue don't buy the bike then what you gonna boycott the $3,000 bike you can't afford
4: that's the
1: truth <laughs> anyway uh hunter biden's baby mama demands sole custody as he's linked to multiple criminal probes damn trump winning hunter biden's <laughs> arkansas baby <laughs> i've never seen an article refer to a white woman as a baby mama yeah you're right bravo daily mail that's what i call <laughs> equality it's the kind of trash i come here for uh his arkansas baby mama has cast him as a deadbeat dad in their high profile paternity suit demanding sole custody of their child as the businessman is linked to court papers to multiple criminal probes involving fraud money laundering and counterfeiting scheme london roberts demanded custody of their 16 month old child claiming biden wouldn't even be able to identify the child out of a photo lineup according to the court papers filed in independence county on monday evening man You know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna look up a picture of hunter biden using a cell phone and i'm gonna start tweeting out those memes like they did with future where (laughs) where they kept
0: Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) those pictures Mm -mm. of future the rapper with uh with Mm -mm. with him looking at his phone and people tweeting out Mm -mm. memes that are like low-key like emotionally abusive shit like you know uh because he's he's known for philandering fathering children and not taking care of the women or the children right like i'm gonna do that with hunter biden and nobody will get the joke because we don't associate white people with that kind of mess but right i'll get they do the same thing uh the 28 year old said biden is a stranger to their toddler as she also filed a motion seeking the court uh to find biden in contempt for not handing over his relevant financial records for the past five years but you and trump want those Mm -hmm.
2: also what's crazy is that every Mm -hmm. president has always had like a there's always been like Jimmy Carter had a messed up brother. Bill mm-hmm. Clinton had one. Like you always have that like shady sibling or family member. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Trump is he is the shady, si- like he is the shady family. <laughs> like his, his sister is a federal judge. Right. It's retired. I mean, like she was legit and quiet and you know, cheated the tax system quietly and honorably. And Trump is like the one who'd be the disgrace mm. in any other family. Yep. But somehow in this one, we elect, the, the country elected the disgraceful sibling.
1: It's like if Obama's brother had gotten the half-brother that was always talking shit, if he would have been the president. Right. Like, yeah, it's terrible.
2: But now it's like all of a sudden it's a big deal that Biden has a son who's got like issues, which to be fair, I mean, kind of I mean, not everything he's done is, is, is excusable, but like he's had an effed up life mm as far as much as an effed up life as you can have while still being somebody whose father is a senator, like you lose your mom and right. your sister when you're young, your brother dies like just recently, so like you know it's it's it, he's had a lot of emotional trauma, so he's got substance abuse problems and stuff, right. and instead Trump, the same guy who says we're going to save the opioid people, is out here just trashing like this kind of addict quasi you know troubled person as a loser
1: (laughs) it's sad to see it happen but this is what white people do you know right yeah just they go each other's necks sometimes all right let's get to guest the race so we can get out of here that was some good white people news um where's my guest the race music i slid over to the black playlist and got a little carried away during the break um all right let's see boom
3: now that it's time for
0: some
1: guest the race that's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for a gag. Hey, Karen didn't do but I know, I know, she hand. does that sometimes. What happened? I just I, looked
2: for it and she goes. It. it. was a big letdown to me too.
1: I don't <laughs> I'm know. Sorry, we
2: can do it again. So now that's the cost of her finally saying Drakaris? Right, that <laughs> she left out. She <laughs> eliminated, It's <ba-da-boom. Ba-da-boom.
1: laughs> always, she's a rebel over there. Uh, anyway, you guys know the game. Masturbating Florida man <laughs> slugs an elderly man who asked him to stop. What? Well, it was pretty rude to ask him to stop, Karen. <laughs> a drunk man who was masturbating in a florida supermarkets parking lot slugged florida an el- yeah can not believe That's it weird <laughs> you just you don't think of florida when you think of things like this happening <laughs> uh slugged an elderly man who told him to cut it out this <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this is the kind of thing that uh on like twitter or social media the story would go way different it's like i saw a man masturbate i said you cut that nasty shit out and you stop. But then in real life, when you try to shit, it's like. And then he tried to touch with his masturbating hands, and I was like, "What? <laughs> no. Twitter scared me all wrong on this." Uh Did you jacked up. The, the suspect, 39 year old Carrie Vandergriff, was allegedly masturbating with his pants down at the Fresco. Oh, okay. Fresco Emas in Miami. How
3: uh, far down? Your knees, your ankles.
1: I, don't, I mean, mm-hmm. down enough to get his dick out. That's that's pretty much the pertinent information. <laughs> Uh, Saturday afternoon around 5.30pm the elderly man approached Vandergrift and told him to stop. Vandergrift then slugged him in the face, knocked him to the ground according to the report. Vandergrift then allegedly continued to pummel the man while he was on the ground with his nasty masturbating hands. And oh. his dick out. His dick out. I was yeah. just going to say
2: it. More importantly he's, he's also draping his penis on him while oh. hitting him.
1: He was arrested on no, a number oh. of charges including indecent exposure battery and, dis- battery and disorderly con- intoxication. Guess the race of Carrie Vandergriff. White. Karen's going white. Uh what about you, JL? Uh, it's very white. All right, let's check the chat room to see what they believe. Um his Vander he Vandergrip gripped that dick, white.
0: The uh, <laughs> so
1: Vandergrip rules, guys. Uh Florida says undefeated white. Dick slanging white, white, nasty ass Pornhub White, white, white as hell, Vander White, Master Race baiter. white. The correct answer is he was white.
2: I'd want to know if the guy actually just said, cut that out. And that was enough to get him anger. If the guy had said, what the fuck are you doing? Stop that. Yeah. But if the guy was like, hey, cut that out. And he was like, those are fighting words. <laughs>
1: hey man, put your goddamn dick away like that Chappelle no. joke. He'd have said cock. <laughs> yeah, he probably said cock. Well, I don't know what race the man who got beat up was. You know, if he was black, he would have said dick, you know. It's like that's a what Jack, I Is that Zach Braff? I think it's him. Uh he <laughs> said
3: uh hey oh, still got it, okay?
1: Um uh, his
3: hair almost like a wig.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, Florida, man. What can you do? Uh let's see what else we got here, guys. How about um, He did that. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. Uh let's see. How about um uh, this one. A Colorado man robbed a bank and then immediately threw the cash in the air yelling Merry Christmas! Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: that's what Bernie Sanders <laughs> said he's gonna do. Okay, that's how Bernie got my vote. Rob for the risk, get to the pool A Colorado Springs, Colorado robber was anything but discreet after he stole thousands from a downtown bacon Monday, after, Monday afternoon with witnesses saying he immediately
3: ran outside and yelled Merry Christmas while throwing wads of cash into the air. Y'all been not touch that money. All oh, that money tagged. And ev- uh, <laughs> you fuck around and spend that money, your ass is going to jail.
1: The man identified by police as 65 year old David Oliver left the bank, threw money in the air, shouted the holiday wishes, and then went to a nearby Starbucks where he sat down and waited to be arrested. Wow. Uh police say Oliver was arrested without conflict and no weapons were found on this person, though the suspect had reportedly claimed to have a weapon while robbing the nearby ex- Springs police sergeant Jim Jeff Jeffelcoat did not confirm to the Denver Post that money was thrown in the air or that the man yelled, Merry Christmas. Uh the amount of money stolen remains undisclosed, but Jeffelcat uh told reporters that thousands of dollars remain missing. Witnesses say people walking down the street picked up the money and returned it to the bank. Right. Hmm, that's hustling backwards. What was yesterday. his first name again? His first name was the, is David. His name is David Oliver. Okay. Oh, that could be either. All right, Karen.
3: Oh, white.
1: Karen's going white.
3: Sit down and waited to the be arrested. Reason, okay.
2: The exa- yes. The only reason I'm saying white is that he went in, presumably not making a purchase at Starbucks and just thought I'll sit here. <laughs> 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 so
1: that's white. That's very white. <laughs> all right let's check the chat room see what they believe (laughs) robin of locksley white waiting to be arrested snow white white santa claus is white he just is (laughs) okay kids at home if you're listening santa claus is white uh robin what happened to megan keller she got that money ain't been doing shit huh Mm uh robin hood white i'm just trying to help you people white he is a white man whiting hood white shit does this white shit wasn't killed uh, Robin Hood, white, a white, a nigga would've got shot, black. Uh, okay, Neptune Vegas, I see you coming off the board. Uh, white didn't tell, yell Kwanzaa. Ha! <laughs> he said Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays, so white. Didn't you hear Megan Kelly Santa is white, so is he white as a driven snow? Everybody, one person went white, and everybody, except for one person, got it correct, white. Now, uh, that one person did miss it, so they gotta get booed And for some reason, when I clicked the article, it's not showing his picture, but it's an old white Kenny Rogers looking motherfucker. So just, 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 just know that that's who it was. I don't know why. It
3: showed it in the preview, but not the actual article. And I guess the people around there had my same frame of mind. If I take any of this money, it is tagged and I'm gonna go to jail. I don't think, I think they're just good people that were like, I don't wanna go
1: get a felony. Right, everything probably around this building is recorded. Right, like I don't even know if the money is necessarily tagged if you throw it loose into the air like that, where you can okay, see Okay, that's
3: mine, that's, that, that's how I be thinking. I'll be like, oh, all the money tagged. Well, we
1: already know you're a terrible thief. So, I'm a
3: horrible thief. That's why I don't commit crimes.
1: Right. So you could if you I do want to. I'm one of them America's dumbest criminals. I get caught. You want to do a crime, don't do it, Karen. Please don't. Um, so uh alright, let's go to the last one. What's the bonus round music? Uh oh, there we go. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. Ba-dum-bum. Welcome to the <laughs> bonus round of the Race. So far, Karen and JL are both two for two. Yay! Let's see if they can break the tie in the bonus round. All right. Uh, There's never been an episode where Karen and I have gone six and out. Oh. Well, let's see. Maybe today is the day. I know, right?
3: You about uh, to see. A
1: uh, mm-hmm. wife fires shots at husband and his girlfriend on Christmas Day
3: oh him and the girlfriend okay
1: police arrested a woman accused of firing shots on christmas day inside a home in memphis westwood neighborhood
3: merry christmas with all the heat apparently
1: (laughs) according to a police affidavit sherelle milton entered a home um and fired six shots when officers arrived they said they found a man who had been shot in his right arm The, uh, the man told police he and a woman were inside the home when his wife milton came in and fired at least six shots at them and then took off the woman inside the home told the police she was the man's girlfriend well i think we got to open the shut case on <laughs> watch why she i think we got motive guys uh, she said she was also inside the house when the shots were fired both identified milton as a shooter milton turned herself in a short time later was charged with aggravated assault slash domestic violence and aggravated assault she is set to face a judge friday morning guess the race of uh sherelle milton
3: i'm gonna say black
1: karen's going black jail going black jail's going black as well let's check the chat room your husband cheating on us black memphis always means black <laughs> the headline alone screens nigga shit black as Whoopi goldberg's gums a very snap christmas black buster cap black rated futures christmas party rated futures christmas party black oh. memphis black there's a cheat in this in home black 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 happy kwanzaa what do the lonely do at christmas break out the strap i'm fat daddy <laughs> ah! la, la 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 black and black and ain't here for that for the tv for the bs the correct answer is everyone said the same thing everyone got it correct black yay it sound like a chapter in closet right came in the-
3: six bullish my aim is terrible you only got hit one time
1: right um but yeah she uh came in and started busting that bust that thing six times on the girlfriend and the husband mm-hmm. congratulations uh, to both of y'all for perfect scores
3: i know i'm shocked and surprised
1: and she does have the look Christmas of spherical. she has a look of no regret for shooting that motherfucker.
3: oh she look like i'll do it again and as soon as i get out of here he right. gets mo.
1: man the new york
2: post definitely would have had her on the cover and it would have said ho ho ho
1: never hit it ho 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 for don <laughs> <Dumas>. um, <laughs> i wonder at christmas do they call them ho 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 tips think about it <laughs> all right let's get to uh what's wrong with you. let's get to the last thing sore ratchiness, everyone
3: yeah she put her good wig on <laughs> for that too that's a good wig yeah, she, she she swooped it to the side so she could see. <coughs> mm-hmm, she probably had to get up out of her bed. That was the closest wig she had and went over there and capped them bullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got that call. Girl, he doing what? Where is he? I'm on my way. Click. <laughs> That's how that phone call went.
1: I just pictured a trapped in the closet music playing underneath the whole thing. Uh Man, oh, you know what? This is apropos of nothing, but I just have to tell you guys, just in case somehow y'all aren't up on game, but uh the music on American Dad, the cartoon is
3: the best shit ever. It's
1: some of the best parody music going right now. I don't know if anybody's watching this show still since it moved to like T B S or T N T but go on youtube or whatever just search i'm t- i promise you there's a uh trapped in the locker yes. remix with uh with like steve is singing about some shit that happened in the school yes and steven roger got this song called daddy's gone yes. yeah and it's like 90 90- they do a lot of 90s r&b and rap parody stuff so I- and i don't know why because family guy does it and it's made by the same people but the music on there is fucking phenomenal. Yes, so I,
3: Steve does a lot of the singing. Like he just randomly break out and song and dance. That shit is absolutely the fucking best. Like
1: maybe, um uh what's the other joint? Maybe Teen Titans Go might have good parody music, but yes. you know, it's a little bit more for kids. Like Correct. this shit, like I't t i promise you guys it's not a waste of time. I actually made a thread on my uh, Twitter of just links to just different songs. Oh, yeah. Boy 12 is the fucking best. Boy 12 is my favorite. It was probably my, that's the one that got stuck in my head. And, uh, and, and that was when I started, like, oh, yeah. And then they had the Krampus one with the yes. soul and they had, uh, the Hot Tub one that had CeeLo Green on it. That was good too. They had the, uh, insurance rapper that was like, he sounded like DMX and yes. he's talking about insurance fraud. Like, it's so many funny things on there and parody music is fucking hard to do and it be re- good at so yes. anyway uh deputy stops a happy camp man from meth with, with meth and a sword
3: oh and a sword meth
1: okay yeah and looking at his uh mugshot can i gotta say doesn't look like a happy camper <laughs> <laughs>
3: did he use his sword to cut the mouth the out what is this A happy camp
1: man is sitting in Siskiyou County Jail uh, after deputies say he was making criminal threats with a Japanese style sword guess the race white not Japanese if you know what I mean <laughs> ah! Japanese style sword was a little bit of appropriation as the kids say mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah he, he looks rough I'll try to put him on screen uh, David Lee McBurney uh bernie bro 49 Ah. was arrested last week on suspicion of illegally possessing a methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia this is a good example of an alert deputy observing a man suspected to have committed an offense he previously investigated which resulted in the suspect's arrest and confiscation of a dangerous weapon drugs holy shit yeah
3: he came straight out of the 80s
1: (laughs) yeah david lee definitely fits him as a first name
3: and his headline is like four inches too far back What is yeah. happening here <laughs>
1: he's like he could be in that crew of criminals from robocop and not miss a beat
3: yeah like his head started falling he's like fuck it we'll just start here what yeah. What, sir
1: uh <laughs> when they rolled up on him it was playing like
0: rock you like a hurricane come on you give love
1: <laughs> a, a bad, bad name bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> sir you know what we're pulling you up for. because i'm not good anymore yes. that's why they put up, we're not gonna take it! And he just rocking his head. Uh, we appreciate the report we received from the citizen as well, which helped lead to the suspect's arrest. The incident began Monday when they got a call from someone making, uh, was making criminal threats in a happy camp. In happy camp? I guess that's a location. Must be. When Deputy Robert Stewart went to the, uh, to the, in- to investigate, he found a vehicle driven by the suspect who was on probation. He when he pulled over the vehicle it was playing uh We Built This City. Yes Uh, (laughs) When he pulled pulled it over it was playing uh love on the elevator. He said uh (laughs) he searched it and found a sword, drugs and paraphernalia, including a smoking pipe and a syringe. The man is on probation and he is prohibited from carrying an edged weapon with a blade exceeding two inches in length. Yeah, when he put it up, it was like, walk this way! Talk <laughs> this, this way! way! That's what he was playing yeah,
2: with. Give me a lawyer. kiss!
0: Down
2: I'm down. just sitting here actually enjoying all the 80s rock music.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Unironically.
1: Um, these are the jams back in the day, guys. Wouldn't
3: they, oh, The bops!
1: Um, but, but yeah, so... Uh, what i think is interesting is he's on probation and prohibited from carrying an edge weapon with a blade exceeding two inches in length i did not know that was a law Me and i'm actually supportive of legislation like that you know i think swords get overlooked it's like you can't have a gun you're a felon or some shit it's like okay but well you can have a fucking sword no
2: i bet you some of the cops don't even actually know so like they might be on the lookout for knives <laughs> right you yes. know i'm sorry. but like if somebody just has a whole sword it'd be like
3: what's mm-hmm. that what, yeah, here. yeah. Somebody busts out with a katana, you don't know how to handle that. Especially you, that in your training. Especially
1: in our country, where you literally could walk down the street with an assault rifle. Some places, <laughs> and it's not illegal. And then it's like a motherfucker got a sword, and they're like, "Is that? What are we calling on this? Are we stopping this? Is or? it 445 I don't I, know what the code is. You know, what just let them go. Just let him go. It's we not worth it. It's not worth he, the interaction. If, if he kills somebody, we'll come back.
3: <laughs> we're gonna call. <laughs> like,
1: uh we've got a suspected felon in possession of a sword is that a law i don't know we were uh, calling I don't it in know. just, just in case so it'll
3: be on the record
1: they like looking it up and shit uh that's a is that a 1085 no hey
3: Barbara, you know all the rules you is this one
1: let me google what this is and call y'all right back oh oh it's a 661 y'all we got a 661 <laughs> in progress
3: oh good i got the number
1: thank you all right, y'all. Make sure y'all check out my man, JL Coven. Yes. Um, making podcasts great again, of which I am a patriot. Uh uh Thank you very much. Mo- a,
2: a Patreon patriot, that's what they call them.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's at Trump Pod.
2: Obviously, I have my own personal account, but you know, just to follow the show also, it's at Trump
3: Pod. Yep. You got any upcoming shows?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's I, I have to send out my monthly emails next week, and then you know say some prayers uh, that that some of them get answered. So the usual, just sixteen years in, the usual, just rolling of the dice, hoping that you continue to te- that you can continue
1: to make jokes. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Louis C.K. Is, is touring already. He's touring. I got an email. Got an email from uh, the comedy club here. It's like yo, come out and see Louis C.K. Uh, I was like, wow he's back all the way back at the same time I'm gonna time. masturbate
2: on all these PC <laughs> people I hate them they're like my kids my kids are social justice <laughs> assholes and it's like unbelievable like
1: fuck these kids <laughs>
3: at least now he gave him a choice at first he wouldn't give him a choice he was yeah, just showing up on the true. scene. it was like ta da.
1: true that's true like you can't call us cucks unless we want to pay for the tickets right all right uh but yeah uh and make sure you guys uh be on the lookout for the return of the righteous freak podcast because i know i'll be on the lookout me too uh for it because uh i gotta get my hot takes from jail as he uh says all the things i disagree with uh about (laughs) movies and tv and all other kinds of yes
3: listening to you i miss the show you're like a um an emotional roller coaster because you're one of the (laughs) few people that i can listen to and i'm like okay i'm with you jl fuck you jl that's funny as shit all right i'll be back next week every time (laughs) oh thank you (laughs)
1: um and i think that's what jl strives for
3: i think it is
1: yeah so um, you'll laugh, you'll
2: cry, you'll be happy he's a failure. Write this <laughs> podcast.
1: Two weeks from now,
2: returns. Did you, uh, and
1: I, and now before we leave, I did want to bring this up, though. Did you, uh, hate the latest Star Wars as much as you hated the one before it? Which I love. No. no. Okay.
2: Um, Last Jedi, uh, was my, of these new three, was definitely my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, the new one I thought was fun enough like Mm -hmm. good you know i think i maybe it was just the anticipation the force awakens i liked the most of the three Mm -hmm. um the second one i just didn't think was very good Mm -hmm. um all jokes aside i just i didn't like the tone of it i didn't like and that guy ryan johnson i mean i like knives out a Mm -hmm. lot like he's made good movies i just felt like You can – when you have an existing property, I feel like you have to be sort of at least consistent within the overall framework. And it felt like the humor in The Last Jedi especially bothered me because I was like, is this – did a family guy writer like join to write jokes for this? Because it felt like (laughs) – it just felt out of place and that kind of threw me off. And then I saw some of the effects were not particularly good Mm -hmm. in the second one. So – you know, that's, uh, that I would rate that as the, the lowest of the new three. The last,
1: okay. I mean, I, I love the last, that's probably my favorite of the new three, uh, specifically because it does kind of like, it, like, I think being a real Star Wars fan, uh, over these past however many years of my life and then, uh, uh, and like, you know, all the other shit, the Clone Wars, like I, I read the comics, I'm like big into it. So whenever somebody does something that I can't see coming, I like that intrigues me more than no cuz I know the general themes and what it's going to come down to. I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> you know, the good guys are going to win, uh, at some point they're going to talk about how the, the 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 light and the dark of the force aren't really uh as simple as good and bad and and all this type of, you know, it's coming. Uh what I liked about the last one is that uh it kind of took what Ryan Johnson did and gave it conclusions that still work for the universe cause there was some like anarchist type people that wanted like the last Jedi to be the, like the theme going forward for star Wars is that it's just a bunch of like shit that is like, you no know, fuck tradition fuck like spit in the face of you, what you nerds have been waiting on. And I kind of like that. It still was able to get to some conclusions of like, yeah, you, you guys wondered who the fuck Snoke was and what that was about. And you guys want to know who her parents are. Like, you know, we know that you wanted that and we're going to give you that. So I appreciated that shit. But, uh yeah, we'll t- have to wrap t- about movies another time, man. Thank Ooh. you so much, JL. And, Thank um, you. Keep on... JL.
2: Happy New Year, everybody.
1: You too, man. Keep on hating out there, man. Be, be strong. <laughs> 2020.
2: 2020. I'm going to hit new levels.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> new levels of hate. If you're a black actor in Hollywood, just <laughs> Watch be, looking, out. be looking for those hot take reviews of how terrible you are as John Boyega <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan and some of our other preeminent black stars that are on the come up that are apparently horrible acting um when they see us deserves no oscars or awards i get it i get it the black stuff
2: bokeem woodbine heard the good words i spoke about so i'll let that be my testimony not slander about how i'm tearing down black hollywood (laughs) one of the good
1: one of the good ones bokeem woodbine uh i always say he's one of the good ones all right y'all till next time i love you i love
4: you too mwah